What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez. And this is now episode 183. In this episode, we are going to preview the NBA Finals. If Steph is a top 10 player of all time, the Celtics turnaround, Lakers signing Darvin Ham, and more. We also have special guest Pierre from Through the Wire, Wee The Plug. And as you guys know, we got to get into our Patreon and YouTube member shout outs. So shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, MG Nas, J Polar, UK Booge, J Love, Clear, Zach W, Cole, Deshaun Watson's top five, Alexander, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv spells like magnificent. I don't know what that word is. Scary Terry, Icon, No Cap, Anthony, Caleb, Travis, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, Nairi, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G Boog, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Winning in Silence, Gentile Drew, Kate MVP, Mark, SP4Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless, Rootster, Kill Moves, Joel B, SA Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle, Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Hakari, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. Let's it's going to be it. a magnificent show. And also, we didn't give enough uh, give enough of an introduction to Pierre. So, Pierre, shout out to you for being on the show. <laughs> you pulling out jerseys? <laughs> Yo, I am crying. I didn't even see you walk in with that. Uh, it was for the show only. That is iced. That is iced. Yeah, man. You know, it's just been a great, great <laughs> month. You know, probably just, I got to put this on because we're going to talk about my boy today. So. Shout out to him, man. Unbelievable. You know what? Listen, I got to give that to you because that was pretty lit. That was pretty lit. It's a pretty nice jersey. Hell yeah. It is. You got the it real is. deal, too. You can tell that it's the real deal because you see the the sponsorship on the, the boy, left side. He got this for me um, for Christmas. Oh, really? Ugh. Oh, nice. Yeah, he realized how I much. thought that was the one that we got you on. Unless we got you the, no, the you got, dark one. You guys the got me the throwbacks. Yeah. Tough. Throwbacks. Tough. Tough. Which Tough. I will be wearing when he wins the finals. Oh, okay. So once he wins that, I'm throwing that You're gonna be So you're confident in winning the finals. Come on. Come You're gonna on. be disappointed, brother. All right, let's go. Let's go. We could we could start right with it. Let's go. I mean, Warrior Celtics finals. They're one and one against each other this year. Neither of those games, the Warriors have been healthy. Now you rev all year long. You've been on the Warriors. You said that they would dog walk the Western Conference. They sort of did it. You know, Basically. they sort of did it. One I game. will say, one game they didn't, and that's it. But based on your reaction and uh, the energy you're giving off, you're not scared one bit of the Boston Celtics. Nah. <laughs> Dang, okay, smart, smart. What, what do you mean smart? You're saying nah, like nah, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not that? scared. <laughs> oh, you're saying. not scared. Nah, why would a team this that's guy. won three championships, a team that's been through the ups and downs, why would they be scared of a team with no experience? They have no finals experience. Um, First of all, congratulations to make the finals. You know, six trips in... 
Eight years. Incredible. Steph Curry, <laughs> WCF champ. The first ever. Glad that he got it. I'm, I'm going to use that in future arguments. It's just the FYI there. So shout out to Steph for that. Um, I think at this point, playing the Boston Celtics, this is the matchup everybody wanted to see. You know, shout out to Miami. They had a great season. But I think this is the matchup that everybody wants to see. The best defense in the league against one of the most complicated offenses in the league. You know, this is a system that's very difficult for players to guard, very difficult for players to play in. And I think, like, a te- like the Warriors, we could say, like, oh, my, uh, Boston's never played a team like this. But Warriors can say they've never played a defense like this either in this run. So I think it's a tale of two different things. It's going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, I got the Warriors. You know, I, I got to stay on that boat. I've surprise, been saying the surprise. Warriors are going to win the chip all year. I just feel like the Warriors are peaking at the right time. Kevon Looney has been amazing. Andrew Wiggins has been amazing. Otto Porter and Gary Payton will be back in the finals. Clay is finding his shot. Jordan Poole already had his shot. Steph is finding his shot. He's been more efficient, especially in the WCF. So I think at this point, with the Warriors peaking at the right time against a defense like this, they're going to need all players. And this is a defense, this is an offense that doesn't predicate on ISO offense like the Nets. It's a lot of ball movement, a lot of ball screening, a lot of action, a lot of read and react. And it's going to be a lot of picking on their players. You know, Al Horford's going to have to work. Grant Williams is going to have to work. Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, they're going to have to work on defense. But I think this would be a tough series. You know, they got the two heavy wings that can guard. They have the defensive player of the year. But I trust the Warriors. I trust their four guys to get it done. So I go Warriors in six. Warriors in six. You said a lot of good stuff there, man. Very entertaining stuff also for that. Uh, I'll say this about the Celtics and the Warriors. First off, let's start about the Warriors because I have to give my, my due diligence to them. To Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations to not only just you, Steph Curry, Dub Nation. Excellent season so far. A great postseason run coming to the finals for the sixth time in eight years. An impressive feat. Uh, it really takes a second to really marvel at LeBron going eight times, eight oh years in a row. Uh, but back to the <laughs> back to the Warriors. You guys have been playing excellent basketball, and I don't want to take that away from you guys. But I look at the talent that the Celtics have had to go against in this run compared to yours, and I just can't see how Golden State has faced anywhere near the competition that the Celtics have. You look at the defensive rating. They went against Milwaukee, the first team in defensive rating this season. They got past them. Um, in this postseason, excuse me. They got past them. Number three in defensive rating, the Miami Heat. They got past them. The Nets were supposed to be this high-powered offense that was going to be too much for this defense to handle. Celtics handled that pretty swimmingly. A lot could be said that the Celtics were not favor- not favorites in, in many of those series. My, my good friend River Brown did not have them winning... <laughs> A single one of these. You could say that the Warriors ride was easier for sure. You had to go against you had to go against the Nuggets. You had to go against a, an injured Grizzlies team. You go I'm, hold on. Give it a sec. Give, let me finish, man. I, I just don't speak. like how you threw that in there. Now, like the I, Bucks I'm, were. They were. They were. They, but it was Middleton. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? What do you mean? John Morant, Middleton. There's a difference. I mean, John Morant played. He did, games. but he got hurt. He got Middleton hurt. Played and too you, but I, you know, fair. Um, and this is no disrespect to the Warriors. They just had a little bit of an easier ride than the Celtics have. You guys have been amazing. Offensively, number one offensive rating this postseason. You mentioned it. This is one of the most complex offenses in NBA history. Forget about just right now in NBA history. The way that you guys screen off balls, uh, excuse me, uh, catch the ball off screens, pop and shoot, consistently tiring out defenses. You guys are a legit offense. However, you guys have not played a team like Miami or Milwaukee in this postseason run. And the Celtics got past both of them. 
I believe firmly the Celtics will be too much for you guys, and the Celtics will win this series. <laughs> wow. Miami. <laughs> Have you played a team like Miami in this postseason? I don't think this may be a hot take. I don't think Dallas is like three, four spots lower than Miami. Are they are they better than Miami? Is is Dallas better than Milwaukee? No. Are any of the teams that the Golden State Warriors played this postseason run better than Milwaukee or Miami? Defensively, no. As a ball club? No. But have has Boston played an offense better than the Warriors? I mean, like I said, the Warriors the probably the best Wait, offense. Drew, let in me ask you this. Than the playoffs right now. Rev, hold on. Let me ask you this. What do you think, bro? Nice shirt. You weren't high. Thanks. That is a nice you, shirt. You weren't high on Miami all year long. Let's just say, in a uh, hypothetical world, the Mavericks move on to the finals and the Heat move on to the finals. I'm pretty sure you would have picked Dallas. I Am I pick, wrong on that? I would have picked Miami. You would have picked because they beat you're the being team, dead serious. They, right they now. beat the team that I was highest on, and I would have had to give them okay. their their respect in that regard for sure. So I would have probably leaned my uh, absolutely. You know, well, can I can I ask a question? Oh, absolutely, sure, buddy. Why would you have taken Miami over the Dallas Mavericks? What do the What do the Miami Heat do? Defensively, defensively, they're a better team. Offensively, I can't disagree. I, I, that's the main reason why I was low on Miami, because their offensive output is just not up there with the elite teams in the NBA, especially with Tyler Hero going ghost come playoff time. They, do, they don't have that number two option to score. However, defensively, I felt like they would have been able to, to draw up a good scheme against the Dallas Mavericks, and the Dallas Mavericks are another team that don't have a consistent number two option either. Has Miami not been a one-man show like Dallas, though? For sure. But they have better role players than Dallas do. Oh, and they have a better, so. And they have a better uh, coach. That is. That is Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. An argument. Brunson, Dinwiddie. Oh, these the guys, Miami argument. has better role these players. These are players that have played above expectation. Yeah. Not Well, you know what? You got to give credit to the player because ultimately you have to do it. Who's better, Kyle Lowry Jalen Brunson right now? Jalen Brunson. Dinwiddie or Lowry right now? Dinwiddie was disappointing. How Dinwiddie has been playing? Kyle Lowry's been hurt too. Yeah, Dwight Powell's. What about Max Schroes or Dorian Finney-Smith? Who are you taking? Ooh, you put a good name. Dorian Finney is it. He's really good. So I just named you Maverick. Max Schroes. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. The way Maxi Kleber played against the Suns, give me his ass. But how about Maxi Kleber against the Warriors? It's the Warriors. That that's my that's that's why I got the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Okay, that's the problem. It's the Warriors. But against the, the the Miami Heat, I don't know, especially because we're not getting. It depends on what Bam we getting too. Now Bam uh, defensively, I, I like the Heat. Right, I talked ahead. about the Heat the last time I was here. But when I seen them in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry from from <laughs> round one, I wasn't really feeling them. Um, I think the Tyler Hero uh, hype was was a little too overbearing coming to playoffs. He's a very good player, extremely talented, but he's not one of those guys. Um, and I think the sixth man of the year, the way he ran off with it, a lot of people expected some crazy, crazy um, input from him to change a series. I don't think Tyler Hero is at the level where he changes a series for you. Um, he can help, but he's not like a – like I don't look at that series and like, oh, my gosh, they, the Heat didn't have Tyler Hero last night. Like nobody's no, saying that. No. Obviously, he would have helped anytime you lose a player, a part of your rotation or help. But I don't I didn't see one person on my timeline like, oh, my gosh, imagine if they had Tyler Hero for game seven. <laughs> but we all know he's good. So it's no disrespect to him. But man, a warrior. I, I cannot believe you just picked the Celtics over the Warriors. It's you know what? I, I understand that. He's Not exactly. Yeah. My guys over here, they've been on the Warriors train the entire season. 
But the Celtics provide something that I just think that the the Warriors are going to struggle with. This is my question because you talked about everybody the Celtics play. This is my real question that I meant to get to at first. So we go over the fact that the Celtics had a brilliant Eastern Conference run. They did. They made Durant look the worst I've ever seen him in my entire life. For sure. Um, the the Bucks and Giannis, though they did fight hard, and Giannis played uh, the best as he could. He didn't shoot the ball fairly well. He not look uh like the most dominant guys in Shaq. Um and then the Miami Heat, who offenses look terrible since uh since the playoffs have started. What um what do you see with the Warriors that can be um what it that can be used to an advantage? What's because when you look at the Nets, right, the surrounding pieces outside of KD and Kyrie made it a lot easier, not, not to take away from the Celtics, but it made it a lot. You're not guarding Drummond. You're not guarding Claxton. You'll let Bruce Brown shoot however many threes. Blake Griffin, you're not really worried about. Um, they just didn't have the surrounding pieces. I know it's easy to laugh at uh, the Nets because Kyrie left the Celtics and Durant left the Warriors. Now they're in the finals. And we, me and people like Riv were picking them and it's ha ha, they got swept. But they played extremely close to them in every single game. They had a bunch of chances to win a couple of games. And I truly think with a right offseason and the right pieces around them, they'll be right back and nobody will really care that they got swept. For sure. Second round, you go against the Bucks, who as much respect I want to give them. They were the reigning champions. They are one of the most easiest teams to scheme against because you know the game plan is for Giannis to drive, and if he doesn't have it, he can kick. The Celtics have the recipe to front line that with Horford, Grant Williams, and Robert Williams with the length of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Miami Heat, there's no perimeter threats. <laughs> really, There's really no offensive threats outside of Jimmy Butler. So now when we get to the Warriors, what can they exploit with the Warriors system the fact that you have Steph Curry, Draymond Green can initiate offenses, constant moving. Jordan Poole is a firecracker. Andrew Wiggins can give you 25 in a game. Kevon Looney and him are tied for the most offensive rebounds in the entire playoff. They got like 46 re- offensive rebounds apiece in the 14 games that they've played. Uh, that's <clears throat> second chance points right there. Do you have guys like Otto Porter, uh, GP to second? What can you exploit? If you're Boston against the Golden State Warriors, I'm dying to know. I'm assuming that I'm the only guy choosing the Celtics here. So this question is 100% for me. (laughs) I look at the Celtics and their offense this far. It's been, to a degree, disappointing. Against, Against the Nets, they really couldn't get a consistent offense going. But their guys hit big shots. Their role players hit big shots when they needed them to. Yes. Against Milwaukee, very similarly. They really did not have a consistent offense. However, their role players were very consistent in hitting jump shots. Al Horford was absolutely huge for them. Round round three against against Miami Heat, same thing. They did not have a cohesive offense, but they're still able to get past because of one thing, and, and ver- it's been their main thing the entire, I shouldn't say the entire season, since the, the All-Star break, that defense of theirs. Against the Warriors, who their defensive unit, is, is still really, really good. So long as you have Draymond Green, that defensive unit is going to be very cohesive. It's going to be very sound. But I'm expecting Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the rest of these role players, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Al Horford, to hit the big shots regardless because they are going to... The, the Golden State Warriors defense is not the Miami Heat. It's not the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not, regardless of what you want to say. Robert First in defensive rating in the regular season. The Warriors. They were not. They were number two. They were first. They were number two. They were first. 
I'm pretty sure the Celtics were one. You could be right. But this postseason, they have not been. They have not been. I believe they're the sixth defensive rated team. That doesn't mean anything because their offense is so great. However, I do trust the Boston Celtics defense. Their perimeter defense specifically. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Derek White is very good defensively. Grant Williams is very good defensively. And don't get me started on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They have the defense on the perimeter to, to play against the Warriors. And I feel as if that is why. I'm feeling I'm feeling the Celtics here. So right now, looking at the regular season rankings, defensive rating. Okay, Celtics number one, one hundred six point two. Warriors one hundred six point six. So the Warriors don't have a Heat Miami Miami Heat level defense, Bucks level defense. This postseason, they have not been on their level. See, now this is the gripe I have with that statement that you made this postseason, because the playoffs are such a small matter. sample size. The Boston Celtics play, played the Milwaukee Bucks when the Milwaukee Bucks had the first defensive rating in the playoffs. They played the Chicago Bulls. Are we serious? We're really using <laughs> we're using the Chicago Bulls as a measuring stick to how great a team Milwaukee, is defensively. Milwaukee's still a good defensive unit. You know what? I don't and know if I'm gonna, I, know, I don't know if I'm No, but am I is that not correct though? Yeah, but come, all right. So you're saying so you're saying the almighty Great defensive bucks in the playoffs. Oh, it's if because they is, did this to the Bulls. this is how you want to misconstrue that. No, I mean, that's the team but, they played. Uh, but, five-game uh, sample size. Miami Heat also. It's a five-game okay. sample size. So you're going to use that five-game sample size over the entirety of the regular season and where the Bucks the were an average defense. The, Celtics. the Bucks were an average defense in the regular how season. How about the way that they played against the Celtics? They were good defensively, but they were really, really, really I, I remember really Jason Tatum after game... Four was it? No, game three. Game three. Game four. Game five. Game six. Thirty points. Thirty points. Forty points. It's Jason Tatum. But then again, it's Jason Tatum. An elite defense doesn't allow. Miami has an elite defense. They didn't allow Tatum to go off for forty once in this series. He had thirty clean, uh, but he didn't have forty. I mean, wow, that's an, that's a real feat. He didn't but I'm saying 40. versus Milwaukee, he versus Milwaukee, who's able to go for Come three on. straight thirty plus okay, point games again. My, like I said, played against Miami and so Milwaukee, you think the Milwaukee defenses. Bucks this postseason. Defense is better than the Warriors. There's a real strong reason why you're singling out Milwaukee. No, because I just want I you to back up that point. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm think, I don't think the Warriors. I think the Warriors are a little bit better defense than Miami, but than Miami, I do think. Wow. Not to mention, not to mention. Let's not even mention. Warriors were second in defensive rating, only point four spots below the b- below the Boston Celtics when Draymond missed how much. At least a third of the season, right? Yeah. At least third yeah. of the season. Clay Thompson Their came back. Chris really hasn't been. On with Draymond, with Draymond Green, since the playoffs with started. Draymond Green, the Warriors are by far the best defense in the NBA. He we, is. Hey, we, we have to give the Warriors some credit for what they did against the Dallas Mavericks. It's just like, and that's that's it's it's funny because people like people and people been doing this for like a couple of days, but I've been swimming in the fact that Steph has that WCF trophy. But I've been noticing and I've been peeping that people when we when when the Warriors played Denver and we all understood it, we understood at this table that Denver was going to be a cakewalk. The media, mm-hmm. Warriors in six, Warriors in seven, the Joker this, the Joker that. Okay, the Warriors washed them, right? Then they go yeah. play Memphis, right? Some people picked Memphis. Some people said this was going to be a hard series. Okay, John Morant, he missed the last three games. The first three games they played, they go up 2-1. They beat Ja by 40 points. 40 points. Then the next game, they lose by 40 to a team without Ja. And then the next two games was pretty much Warriors, Warriors. Then they go play Dallas. And people were like, Matter of fact, the Ringer had Dallas making the finals at a higher percentage, percentage. than the Warriors. Dallas just beat the Suns. And Warriors they, in five, man. The Warriors just made them look 
with like, like they, they didn't made, like they didn't belong Correct. in the Western Conference Finals. So I don't like how just because the Warriors made these teams look smaller than what they were, it's like nah, the run was easy. I don't think so. I mean, Miami's run wasn't strong. They played Atlanta. They played Philly. Joel Embiid missed two oh, I'm games. I'm with you there. So that that run doesn't seem too strong to me. But let's talk about the Celtics that are this, ultimately in the finals. The Celtics had a great run. The Celtics feel like they should win. It, they feel great. I think this is one of the greatest in-season turnarounds in NBA history. They're making the finals. Tatum is in that stage where a championship could definitely catapult him. And it feels like it's Tatum and Brown's time to prove everybody wrong for all the shit that people talked about them being potentially split up. But that being said, I don't like the argument that the Warriors have had this easier path. The Memphis Grizzlies are they a better have. team than the Brooklyn Nets. I was sitting front row when so the Grizzlies about clipped a first them. round matchup. Wait, wait, but who's 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 a better Nuggets or Nets? Who's a better team? If we're being serious, just the Nets. You think it by far the Nets? You the think Nets by far with Joker the Nets? Nikola Jokic single handedly, I think, could take the Nets to seven if they were to play in a series. The yeah, I'm gonna is, go with uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Nuggets just in the in the presence, like in the present sense of what we last seen them. Because I think the Brooklyn Nets are there. We want them to be better. We like all NBA people, fans, that we want them to be much better than what the hell they are. That surrounding the pieces between uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant is atrocious. Like it, it, it is, it, it is, is god but Denver don't got defense. Like, My like problem, Pierre, Pierre and I, I want to ask Pierre this. I, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. And, but at what point do we not say that it was the Nets folding and we credit the Celtics defense? Oh, it's, it's definitely a little bit of both. You got to mm-hmm. give credit mm-hmm. to the Celtics. I wouldn't take anything away from the Celtics. But also, when you look at how <laughs> how the Nets competed in, in every game and just like a, a shot away from this game, Jason Tatum spin around layup winning that game. For sure. It wasn't how people made it seem. They swept them. You got to give the Celtics credit. But usually when it's a sweep, it feels like, oh, man, he just had no chance. They just stumped them. And it, it, the way that it's talked about, it's a lot higher and bigger than the, what it really was. Like if I didn't know basketball, I would have thought that the, the Celtics crushed the Nets and there was no way that the Nets had any chance. And I think more of it is because people like to clown the the, the stars like Kyrie and KD because Kyrie is does weird stuff and KD is so like, <laughs> reactive on Twitter and whatever. But I think the, the the emphasis is really that KD struggled in a way we've never seen him. So it amplified it a little bit more. But when we watch the games and you really go back and look, it wasn't how it was presented to be, if we're being honest. And then in Milwaukee, I really do think that the series is different if Chris Middleton is healthy. That's just me. Not different. It's Milwaukee is in the finals right now. I don't I don't think it's any no offense to the Celtics, but I don't I, have, I don't hear many people saying, and I, I don't like to just scream from a mountaintop that because I don't want to sound like a Celtic hater because I big them up all year. But I mean, it's just a reality. Like Chris Middleton, I, I can't believe that the Bucks went that far without Chris Middleton because of the Celtics defense that is so brilliant. I cannot it's Giannis. believe it's Giannis. that it went Come that, on. They were able to hold Giannis to the first ever player to have 500 points, 200 assists, and 200 rebounds in the playoff run, right? We're talking about the best player in the NBA. Which I, that's why I don't, you know what I'm saying? I picked the Bucks, so I don't bring up the injury ever. Like they won, but I, I, we can't ignore the obvious. But we also saw him. Golden State. Um, Luca had his worst series to date against the Warriors. So we're not crediting their defense for Luca struggling and not being Michael Jordan level great in that series. Like that's what he's been to this point. And y'all was letting Jimmy put forty on y'all. 
and winning games. You know, this is ultimately why the Warriors are going to win in six. Um, <laughs> the Celtics are a feel-good team. They're a feel-good story. And, you know, if you've known me for the past couple of years, me vouching for the Warriors, this is uncommon. This is totally Uncharted out of territory. my comfort zone. But the truth about the Celtics is that, okay, yes, they on paper they face the tougher teams. But the way they beat each team outside of, the, outside of the Nets, to me, was not very impressive. Milwaukee, they blew, I believe, game five, if I'm not mistaken. Six. Game, it six. was one of those. They blew game six. You're right. Yeah, at home. I feel like there are times where Tatum just doesn't show up. And we saw it in Milwaukee series in game three. Yes, he showed up three games after that. But like Jimmy Butler said, Although Butler showed up for Game 7 and Game 6, he said if I would have showed up for Game 5, Game 4, we would win. Tatum has to show up for every single game this series versus the Heat. There was not one moment the for the most, most of the series that I said Tatum's a better player than Jimmy Butler. I really didn't say that. I think Jimmy Butler outplayed Jason Tatum in that series. You look at Game 6. They were up by 15-plus points at halftime, I believe, or it was near the, near the second quarter. Celtics let them come back in that game on Jimmy Butler's coattails. He's the one that brings them back. They're up 13 points with three and a half minutes left yesterday in game seven, and the Heat go on an 11-0 run, and if Jimmy Butler hits that transition three, the Miami Heat are in the NBA championship right now. They are in the finals right now if he hits that three. He didn't hit it. Now Celtics are in the finals, but there are just too many times the Celtics go cold. The shot diet is poor. The defense is always going to be there, but Jason Tatum... Has has there are games where he doesn't perform. He doesn't go off for twenty five plus, which that's what his average is. He's supposed to go for that every single night. And I just feel like versus a team like the Warriors, that's super experienced, that's going to hurt Boston. I think they're too inexperienced. And the Warriors have shown you it doesn't matter if they play bad for forty six minutes. If you are not focused for those last two, they'll beat you. And they did that against Memphis. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win in six. I don't, even though the Celtics are great defensively, I think they're better defensively against isocentric offenses like the Nets, like Miami, that Miami was able to, they really only had Jimmy Butler and Giannis. That's an isocentric offense. He's just going to drive and kick. They're better (laughs) against those offenses because all they do is switch versus the Warriors. They're going to have to be much better in communicating who's going to get who. And ultimately if Steph Curry, nope, is and wants to be a finals MVP for the first time, he has to be all-time great. And I think Curry can be that, but it's really on Curry to really show up and perform for all these games. Yeah. And they haven't played an offense like this. All those teams we named, they have not played anything. As much as Drew is saying they the, the Warriors haven't played a, a Celtic-type defense, which you're, you're right, they haven't played a Warriors-type offense. You know what I mean? And I, I really do hang it on what, what Joel said. The the experience, man, they, they're built for this. That's why I don't even like the defensive rating. That shit can go in the garbage. <laughs> I'm going off what I see and the way they handle Luca, full court pressure, three, two zone, box at one. You can't prepare for that because you don't even know what the hell you about to see. You know what I mean? Like you just don't. And, and that comes from experience. It's nothing that this Warriors team hasn't seen, bro. This is six out of eight. They've seen a LeBron type 
uh, heliocentric offense. They've seen teams try to hunt Curry. Him and, you know, LeBron and Kyrie was really trying to hunt Curry in those finals. They've seen James Harden isolation of five out. They've seen trying to be aggressive with Curry. Like, they have literally seen every single thing versus the Celtics, who are just, this is their first time here, first time head coach. They deserve all of their flowers. This has been magnificent. I think they have a bright future. And I think there's parallels. Tatum is the face. Curry is the face. You have the, the, the Robins, the number twos that complement them so so well and sometimes come and save the day. Game six, Clay. We've had plenty of games where Jalen Brown has stepped up in the absence of Tatum. And then you have the, the three guys who's the the heart and soul, uh, the 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 ah, Pitbull, Marcus Smart, Draymond. We'll I'll get the tech. I'll fight you if you do something to Tatum. I'll fight you if you do something to Clay. Then you have the the former player head coach who came and made the proper adjustments to get the instant success in Udoa and Steve Kerr. So there are some parallels there, and I like that. I like that for the finals. But I do agree. I think the Celtics just feel good. Um, everybody likes them. They got good, likable guys, um, and it, it's it's new. It's like a new era with them being a top dog because it felt like bucks nets if everything is right sixers because they got hardened and then out of nowhere it's like the celtic i mean even the heat and then you got the celtic just came out of nowhere so it feels good but the warriors are the warriors they've been here six six out of eight for a reason and it just feels like they moment it feels like steph is going to solidify itself as a top 10 player which is a, a topic we're going to get to it feels like uh you know they got a point to prove to win without kd um, and then, you know, to usher in this, this new, this new team with the youngins, they, the Warriors excite me, man. The so Warriors, P, you got some shit. Warriors in five or six or seven. I'm going to go six to be respectful, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking five. I ain't going to lie. Okay. I said five yeah. for the Mavericks. No respect. And, I, and for what people the thought I was, you know, Maverick and, fans thought I was being disrespectful, but they got the recipe, man. Before we go on to the next topic, just to say this. The Warriors had a defensive rating 104.2 with Draymond this season, 46 game sample size. So that's two points higher. I mean, two points lower than the Boston Celtics and the Celtics after the all-star break, which is when they made their magnificent turnaround. They had a defense rating of 111.1. So warrior, I mean, the Warriors have the real DPOI in Draymond. Draymond is the best defensive player in the NBA. I'm with you there. But I, I before we move on, I just want to get your take on this, Drew, because there's not a little bit, there's not somewhere a little bit in you where you are disappointed in the Celtics. In what way? Because yeah, facts. in our prediction, in our predictions, you, we, you picked the Celtics over the Nets. Riv and I picked the Nets. Of course we were wrong about that. But versus Milwaukee, you said Celtics in five. They go seven. Versus the Heat, you said Celtics in five. They go seven. So when you're, <laughs> you're in mind... In your mind, you expected the Celtics to finish off these series sooner than when they finished off, and you could argue they should have done it. That doesn't concern you a little bit. You're not slightly disappointed in that? That's a great question. Against Milwaukee, no, because there was times where the lack of being in the in those type of moments, the lack of, I should say, showed for the Celtics and that championship experience from Milwaukee really shined through in, in some games, and they were able to capitalize in the end of those games. But for Miami, yes, there's a there was there's a little bit of disappointment where I thought that this would be a little bit easier. I wasn't expecting Jimmy Butler to go out in Game Three and the Celtics not be able to to close that out and allow Bam Adebayo to to be the offensive force that he was. Yep. So yeah, no, I'm with you. There's a there's some slight disappointment to what I was expecting. 
Against Milwaukee, not so much. Yes, I, I believe that they they easily could have won that one in five. But the championship experience of Milwaukee showed. But against Miami, that's where, yes, I, I will I will be really honest. A little a slight disappointment in, in certain games. But ultimately, the job was done. Uh, in, in that moment, they're on to the finals. The, the grand scheme of things, the job's not done. And I think that they do so in seven. And that's just what worries me about Golden State, is that I feel like they should have beat Milwaukee in six. I feel like they should have definitely beat Miami in six at TD Garden at game six. And you're right, game three without Jimmy Butler for the entire game, Bam Adebayo beats you. For sure. They can't play like that against Golden State. One thing, though, you got to give the Celtics credit for, game seven in Miami. To, to come away with that win, saying, even you, though I know the Celtics were the better team, you, to wait, still do so you, is you, impressive. You, you picked Boston in seven against you guys, yeah. So you think Boston? I have a, are there? They have the home court advantage because they were the two. No, seed. no, no. The no Warriors, the Warriors have, a have a better. Okay. Record. The Warriors have not lost a game at home this year. You think Boston is going to go into Chase? Listen, it's going to come down seven. to your boy if he's clutch or not. I don't have. Just I've one been to Chase. It ain't happening. I don't have Listen, just one boy. I'm There's just, four no, boys. No, no, There's no, five oh, now, boys up there. Now this, There's even Steph, though you're a Steph Curry guy. There's Poole. There's Clay. There's Wiggs. Clay's There's Dre. Clay. Respect them. There's five. Listen, if your five. boy, if your boy Steph comes comes to play that game seven, which he could, this is this he'll is, definitely come and show up for game six. Man, this, this is nah. That's Clay. This is this is the problem here that <laughs> we're having. Steph, even if he doesn't show up, which he will, of course. Look Stop at the it. team. Look Stop at the team, it. bro. Look you at the team. You need Steph to be Steph. Look at you. The lesson. I'm gonna Pee Wee's here. The lesson more theory. That's what it's called. The less less is more theory. Correct. Yep. That's a good theory. It's actually a really strong theory. But it's only a strong theory against teams that are not as good as that team or better. Against this Warriors team, the less is more theory is cool. But when the when the Warriors are more is more, it's it's just it completely. Bunks that, but how are the Celtics but, less in your opinion? You guys have two scores. No offense, Marcus Smart. Nobody's really worried about that's, him. Offense. That's I'm sorry, of, Rob Williams. I, I watched him play. It's he's not an uh, offensive other than, player. He's other a than guy. Threats, defensive guy. Grant Williams. If he's not open, he's not a threat. Payton Pritchard's a good solid Don't player. Derek White is okay, but we ha- they, the Warriors have like they have Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins. Wiggins can exploit mismatches all day. Payton Pritchard, Derek White, they're too small. Jordan Poole Wiggins has fe- been really good. Jordan, I need to Jordan see Poole's going to feast on your bigs. He's too quick. He's too fast. He's too You're twitchy. Poole? Yeah, Derek, yes. Derek White, Marcus Smart. Wait, what's the difference between Wiggins, though? I mean, there's no, nobody. I need, cons- I'm just, I need cons- to see it in the finals. But there's consistent. nobody on the South that have finals. been in the finals before. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. What do you mean by that? <laughs> the Agreed. Warriors ain't gonna guard some of them dudes too. Like Derek White, like the Warriors. I mean, are fine. I, I just say but this: leave, like leave, Derek White shows that you leave him open, he will knock down shots. Man, that motherfucker did that one game. Nah, and stop. It. He was pretty <laughs> consistent. He's not he was consistent. I mean, for him to be a professional, he irked the hell out of me. As scary as he looked, he looked scary in some of those moments against against the Heat. I and mean, that's just me. I like the guy. He's a very good player. But you can't be scared in some of these moments. And I'm just glad he took those shots. And I give you credit, Drew. You have the Celtics. You're standing on it against three people who have the Warriors. I I, I respect if you it. Win, I really, really respect it. That's all you because a lot of guys would change. Honest to God, you'd Listen, be a legend. I feel pretty the confident about it, The Warriors threw eight too. defensive schemes against Luka in the first round. He didn't know what to do. This is Luka. He's, he was playing ball <laughs> Listen, since nine years old. It's not he, just, was, he didn't know not what just, to it's do, It's not bro. just Tatum. Jalen Brown, you got you got to worry about that man. You can't dribble. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm good with he's that. He's the greatest non dribbler in NBA history. Gary Payton. Okay, you know what? You know, I'm nah, Jalen. Throw some respect on him just because he can't dribble. Like he's not Ola the best dribbler by any means. Plucking him every time you put the ball. He still on the floor. at least twenty every game. Don't play with his name. I'm good. Though. I'm fine with it, bro. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. 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 <laughs> 
I've been telling you all season, don't play with Jalen Brown's name. Jason Tatum over Kawhi. Yo, stamp that. Stamp that. I've been. Stamp I've, that. I'm asking because I've been. I've like I watch y'all show. I don't know. Since mean, the y'all? last time I left, y'all have entered my. <laughs> Listen, my top let Tatum. Podcast. Let Tatum beat. Let Tatum win this finals. I'm well, of, course, of course, if he wins the finals, he everybody will smoke up his ass. That, no, but Kawhi's you know been there and done that. And I'll also already. say this: he, as long as he plays well, they could lose. I'll, I could still say that without seeing Kawhi for a full season. Why I'm though? Tatum. Why do you say that? Because, because he, it's the new thing to no, say, or because you believe it? Because with Kawhi being out for a season, yes, I understand. When the last time we saw Kawhi, he was all world. He was unbelievably great. If he's healthy, they have a strong chance of winning the finals last year. But being next out, year too, being out a full season. So why not just leave the conversation? Back, you can, but that was a question that I was asked. You understand but you, what I'm saying? But you, but you said so you, Tatum I was better because he was hurt. You, you're no, saying Tatum was better than Kawhi because Kawhi was hurt. No, I'm saying I, I'm taking Tatum because I trust that Tatum's youthful. He has a great offensive package. And no, 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 not to cut you off, but we can't put youthful in here. In these type of conversations, we don't go off potential. But Kawhi is coming off an ACL. This is a grown man league. It's this guy versus that guy. It ain't all. Oh, he's 24. But Who is the better Ka- player? Kawhi is coming off a torn ACL. That is concerning Durant to me. Durant came this, off of an Achilles uh, and didn't lose a step. And then one year after, it's the worst we've seen Kevin Durant. But you, but to your point, it's the Celtics defense. Oh, That's uh, facts. You told That's me facts. to credit the Celtics defense. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just okay. stating a fact too. Listen, I'm with you there, Yes. Great counter argument that I I am praising the Celtics defense, but this is the worst we've ever seen Kevin Durant one year removed from that. I can't wait to see Kawhi. He'll be back next year, man. Listen, Kawhi could come back and be Kawhi Leonard for sure. What but are you I, do? I don't know that. Gonna, I, I'll acknowledge it because I have no problem saying that I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. okay so just, okay. It, so yeah, wait. So, so, do- so wait. So hold on. So if Kawhi comes back, the same guy, Tatum's not better than that guy. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're basically saying. If he right comes now. back, that same guy, Kawhi was. A, so Kawhi's a top not. So, so basically, you're saying Tatum's not better than that guy, but Tatum is better than the guy that the injury he could, could come do. back. Correct. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's all I needed to hear. All right. So is that not fair? No, that's fair. But so you do believe Man, Kawhi's better no, than Tatum? No, that's not fair. Dude, he come, he's coming off a torn ACL. This isn't a walk in the park injury. In the professional, he's out for a full is. season. A full season's crazy. He That's was, what he needs. At this age. He took his time to get healthy. I understand. And I'm not mad at him for, for, for missing the whole season. It's unfortunate more than anything. In the NBA, a torn ACL is kind of walking apart. Stop. I haven't seen too many guys who ain't like, unless you have a, unless you dare football. throw a 40 inch, 40 inch vertical. If we're talking but football, Kawhi, I'm with game you. ain't based off of that. He's, he, he's, he's a, he's a, he's an assassin in the mid range. He's strong. He's not trying to jump over you. So, I mean. He's a if we man. was if we was talking Achilles, I would I would even mm-hmm. then guys come back from Achilles way better. As long as you ain't like Boogie seven foot two two seventy, I know good. <laughs> well, I'm just be... being real. I love Boogie. I'm just being real. Some some of these injuries ain't as bad as they once were, depending on who the person is and the type of game that they play. Shout out to Boogie. Man. But it's going to be very interesting. You know, I I am looking forward to the Kawhi Tatum thing. I will agree though. I mean, I if if we're going off of Next, this upcoming season, 
If I'm taking Tatum versus Kawhi, I might go with Tatum. No, you didn't. No, Mike. You said you were going. No, I'm going with Tatum. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you all. There are less concerns. There are less concerns. No, it was you two picked Tatum, and I said no. Kawhi. There are less concerns with Tatum, and I feel like there's not a big gap. So I'm going. I understand, but on the court, there's there's literally no concern with Kawhi for me. No concern. That's pretty factual. What he's saying is is very fair. There's what? no concerns with Tatum, and the gap is not no, significant. No, 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 no. Even if you think Kawhi's a better player, I count on Jason Tatum being healthy, as like more, being more healthy than Kawhi and playing the entire. But year. The health doesn't determine who's better. It just determines who's more available. Availability is a skill. That's why you drop availability AD so is much. not a skill. What the King, hell is AD a top fifteen it. player to you? Exactly. How many times have you shit on Anthony he's, Davis he's, because that's he's because not on he the can't court. shoot anymore? That's oh why he literally can't shoot it, anymore. You know, it's also different between that because I feel I feel both sides. Anthony Davis is out with little shit. Kawhi has an ACL. Anthony Davis, it, it, he break his pinky nail and he's missing seven games. <laughs> but Kawhi Leonard is Mister uh, Dink and Dunk. I have this type of injury. I'm going to sit out. He's load management. Games. That's that, he's, he's the, the first, he is the he's the child for load bro. management. He hasn't played. I'm, I'm okay with load management. He ha- I'm He'll fine. play when he needs. Oh, I am. I am more than copacetic with load management. But that's just the story of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, nice word. Thank you, bro. He was copacetic. When, when, he, when, he, <laughs> when he was young, he was playing. Now he's old. Got a load management. He's played sixty games one time in the last four years. He's old, bro. No, I'm and I'm exactly, which is why the ACL is concerning to me. I, I, I really, and there's still a lot of players in the league who would die for some of the shit he's done. Oh, for sure. You kidding me? Listen, we're not comparing. It's a lot of availability really, guys. That's who the would one. Die thing, for that's his the, resume. That's the one thing that I I feel like gets misconstrued in that argument. I really wish it's because people hear Kawhi Leonard, they automatically think about everything he's done. And which is fine. He it hasn't makes done nothing sense. with the Clippers yet. I don't. I don't. I just think I'm, about his last run. You I know me. I, I don't do that. Let me finish this. People think about. They hear Kawhi and they automatically hear the resume and everything he's done for the league. One hundred percent. We're talking about right now, right? We're not talking about longevity because Kawhi is leaps and bounds. Man, you just told bounds. me Jason Tatum age. That's not right now. <laughs> right. I'm talking about right now where we stand right now. Well, Jason Tatum you, you Jason is one Tatum of the Tatum best younger, offensive so players on a future, well, which ain't right now. Well, when we come back next season and Kawhi has missed an entire season and Jason Tatum is just entering his prime, we're going to have that conversation again, Pee Wee. Defensively, Jason have, Tatum took the, the season. I'm going to have Jason Tatum higher because he played. I can't put so an where, injured guy the, top four. So, so what are we arguing I'm talking, here? But when you say he's better, you got to account for the fact, like Riv saying, he's coming back to the league. He's Kawhi Leonard is going to play again. I can't rank a guy top three small four if he didn't play last year, but that don't mean he just forgot to play basketball. You got to count and, that oh, he is listen, going to play. And again. I'm and I'm I feel like we're getting mis- we're getting we're guys disagreeing get injured, on words. Jason. Because I'm with you. Knock on I'm wood, with you. I hope not. But Jason Tatum could get injured. I'm not going to forget that he know how to play basketball. I feel like we're I'm not going to we, say his guy we, ain't shit no more. We're definitely seeing eye to eye. We're just we're like words are getting misconstrued and think, feeling like we're disagreeing with each other. But after what you just said, I'm 100 percent with you. Everything yeah, I, you just I just said only ask because I'm curious as what what be the criteria for people because you got guys who've done it on a consistent basis and I always thought that that's what it was and then you got guys like Tatum Luca who do some shit and they just getting started like you said he's about to enter his prime what be the rush why why is there a rush to put him over a guy who's done it before let this dude do it for four four or five years like the others had to. Every we anoint guys so quick and then boom they never do some shit again like if the Celtics never going to run like this again now what. But the, the we Celtics, were so thirsty to put Tatum here and here. The Why? Celtics have been into the, they've been to the conference that. finals how many years since Tatum's been in the league? <laughs> every that. year but one? The, <laughs> the, the Celtics have been to the conference finals with Tatum what, every year Three but times. One? They've Once, been to twice? three times. Three times. Three times. Um, Jason Tatum 
is him. His and rookie season in the won, bubble. How now. many times they won that? One time. One time. Exactly. That's it. I agree. Exactly. You're making a good point. I can name a bunch of guys who James Harden been to the conference finals a bunch But time. also, if we, but care. also, like the criteria when that question was asked between Tatum and Kawhi, it was who are you taking going forward? And also, who, it was both. Who's better now? Who are you taking going forward? I think Kawhi may have the slight edge now in terms of who's a better player. But going forward, if I'm taking one guy to, to lead my team, I'm taking Tatum. And if you're accounting for recently what they've done, you look at the past three years. What is, I mean, past two years. You look at Kawhi's tenure with the Clippers versus Tatum with Boston these past two years, including this season. Tatum has been to the conference championship twice, now the finals. Kawhi blew a 3-1 lead against Denver in the second round, didn't get to the conference finals, then was having a historic playoff run, but got hurt in the second round, didn't get to play the Suns in the conference finals. So if we're talking about the past two years and now, Tatum has done far more than Kawhi Leonard. But, 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 but was Tatum better? Individually, you talk about both all those runs, you no. know Tatum wasn't better than Kawhi. No, he was I not. So that. that's that's what we're talking about. I agree with that. Was, that's, did, that's the team, did the team win? Yes. Did the Clippers choke? Absolutely. But was yeah. Tatum better than okay, Kawhi? You're right. No. So Kawhi Leonard. And if Kawhi don't get hurt, they in the finals. That's facts. That's so the Ka- only reason the Suns went last I year. I agree. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard last year's playoff runs better than Tatum's this year's playoff run. No. 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 Kawhi no, wasn't complete. Tatum has so had a better run. Tatum's okay. had a better run. Kawhi's wasn't complete, so Tatum's had a better. And then run. off of so Tatum's having a better run, then projecting that Tatum's only getting better, and Kawhi's going to take some time to adapt from his ACL. I'm putting Tatum over Kawhi. That's fair, but you. you no, I, I'm not arguing that. If you're going who who you taking for the future, I'm taking a 24 year old. I trust Kawhi. <laughs> ten out of ten. But you, but, but, but when he said um, pumping them young guys up, you did do that with Trey Young. You did do that. You you, you tried to. And, hey, and everyone does that with Luca because we see what he's done and what he can, he can be in the future. He's amazing he's for a, sure. Nah, he's a, he's, he's, for, a, he's the But that's why I I can't be hesitant to to want to prop these guys up, especially if they're giving me results. Okay. It's it's a difference. Like going into the year, whenever we do our rankings. I always do my shit based off the previous year. Don't care what you did in 2007. It don't matter in the current ranking. So I do that in that sense. So like coming into this year, I had Trey Young over Dane because the year when the Hawks went to the conference finals, he was playing better basketball than Dane. But I'm not saying I'm taking him overall because Dane has done it for seven, eight years. You know what I mean? But I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a quickness to put guys in 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 a certain tier. And then yeah. we've seen so many guys jump up and then they just tear them down. I don't like like I, I, I hope that the media, not not us type media, but like the TV type media slow down with Luca because they're going to prop him up. And then if Luca don't make the finals in uh, three years, <laughs> he's going to be the most overrated. You know, they did. I watched LeBron's whole career. They did that with him in Cleveland. He's this guy. He's out. Like, oh, we can't get over the hump. Can't get it. And then they just tear him down. Tear him. They did Kevin Durant. Luca's next. And then it's going to be, what, Kay Cunningham or some shit. They just hype guys up quick, and then they tear them down when they haven't done this, that, and the third. And then you look at guys like Luka, his team, what he shouldn't be in the championship right now. That team is atrocious. LeBron and Cleveland, that team was terrible. I, I just think they set some of the young guys up for failure by trying to put them up too high against guys who, who've done it before. That's all. But yeah, I love all the young guys, though. They all can hoop to me. A guy currently on play, play on pace to solidify a top potential ten ranking is Steph Curry. Now we had a brief discussion about this on the last basketball pod, but we'll get more in depth on it 
Do you think if Steph wins the championship this year, wins finals MVP, he is now a top 10 player all time? I'm going to let you, Riv, go first because you have the Warriors jersey on. And, you know, I probably already know what you're going to say, right? Yes. The answer is yes. It has to be yes. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't have him in my top 10 right now. I do not have him in there. Even I, with a championship and finals of Pito. Oh, I just said right okay. now. Today. Okay. Okay. I, today. I, today, I have him. He's a top 13 player in NBA history to I'm me. With you. But if obviously, if he wins the finals, has a historic finals run, wins the finals MVP, I got to throw him in my top 10. You're looking at a guy who has four championships. One finals MVP, two league MVPs, one being unanimous. The three-point record. He's broken every single three-point record after he broke the first one. You know, this is a guy that's changed the game, changed the league. Like, he's literally a pioneer, one of now officially one of the pioneers of the NBA because of the fact that he's altered the landscape of the NBA. He's changed the NBA. So, for me, I think top ten should probably be unanimous. I'm not going to go on a Kendrick Perkins rant. They say he's better than Magic after the finals MVP. I ain't going to do no shit like that. That's insane. <laughs> but I will say he definitely, I don't know who bumps out. You know, there's a lot of guys, Hakeem, Shaq. You know, I'm not, I'm just throwing names. I'm not saying these are the guys, but Hakeem, Shaq. You know, there's a lot of guys that I'm not, that top 10 is just insane. It's tough who's going to bump out, but. Steph got to get a got to get a spot. I think he's already over Kevin Durant, in my opinion. But Steph's got to get a spot in that top ten if he wins Finals MVP and he wins another ring. That's four chips. He changed the game. He's changed the game probably bigger than five or six of the guys in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So for me, he got to get a spot in there. Probably like ten. He'll probably just jump right at a ten or nine. All right. So I I did my top ten, and obviously we're not saying he's jumping into the top seven. I feel like once you get to like. Larry Bird, it's very hard for Steph Curry to enter that type of conversation without multiple finals MVPs, finals, obviously. But 9 and 10, it's a possibility that with— Who who is your 9 and 10? I have have Shaq and Kobe. What? 11, Kareem. Uh, Hakeem, excuse me, Hakeem. Can you read your whole list? Of course. You might just go 1 to 10. So so I have LeBron, I have Jordan, I have Kareem, I have Magic. You have LeBron where? Number 1. Come on, you're a Chicago guy. I understand you're going to give me some slack. That's fine. So I have Braun. I have Jordan. I have Kareem. I have Magic. I have Wilt. I have Russell. I have TD at 7. I have Larry Bird at 8. I have 9, Shaq, 10, Kobe, Hakeem, 11, Steph Curry, 12. Kobe at 10. I do. I really hate that. How high do you want me to have Kobe Bryant? I want you to switch Kobe He's and Wilt. He's higher than Shaq. I don't know. if I can't do, I can't do that personally. I want you to switch Kobe and Wilt. I really it's do always, want you. Always a weird conversation for me. Michael Jordan is arguably, to, well, to me, he's hands down. I used I used to play around with the LeBron because my dad's an old head and I like to mess with them. Michael <laughs> Jordan's the greatest player to ever play the game. Let's just be honest. It's one A one B to me, but I what understand. puts what puts Shaq over Kobe though? When That's when the, Kobe yeah. and Shaq were together, Shaq was the best player. Okay, because Shaq was in his prime. So, so watch this. So watch this. Does that put Katie over Curry for you? No. But Katie was the best player when they played together. We see That's a good one. we see Curry's impact on the game. I'm taking that into account. What about Shaq's impact? For sure, which is why what I have about Shaq Kobe's? over Kobe. Because I'm just struggling Kobe. to understand this. Kobe, Kobe, and this is no discredit to Kobe Bryant, what he did. Obviously, we're talking yeah, top tens. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're automatically amongst the best in the history of any sport. No Kobe. way, no how. Good, Michael Jordan set a standard that Kobe Bryant tried to follow. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal was a one-of-one one type player that we've never seen in the NBA even since. That's fair. So, which is why I give him that respect. But when you ever seen a dominant big man? Like Shaquille O'Neal? Hey, hey, don't do that. Like Shaquille he, O'Neal? He, 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 don't, yeah, don't. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, though. Like Shaq? When you say, yeah, but 
we've seen big men dominate the game. No. They all, yeah, they, yeah. Some of them done it, did it in different ways, but he didn't do nothing that was like astronomical. He was a big man who came and he dominated in interior. Did Wilt not do that during his time? Did Hakeem yes. not do that when he, he played? Broke the rim did Bill like Russell times. not do that when he played? He did, but like, we, but we understand that, it, that it was a little different. And Shaq was, was, no, at it was a different, as a, but it wasn't new. To do that's it, just like a guy coming in and scoring a bunch yeah, of do you points. Think, it's gonna be impressive. Do you but we think not like oh he changed the game? Do you think Shaq? Yeah. Do you think Shaq changed the game? I don't think he changed the game in any way. No, I wouldn't say that's he changed all I'm the saying. game. But he was a one of one type player. We, well, we yeah, never, I mean, Kobe, ne- Kobe's a one of one too. I disagree. He's the closest thing to Jordan. Correct, which is why he's not one of why one. Why is Wilt over Kobe? Because come on, man. Hey, I hold just, up. Before you go, it's just I, I have trouble putting Shaq over Kobe because for one, Kobe has more championships, five to four. Finals MVPs, Shaq has three to Kobe's two. All NBA first teams, Kobe has three more. All NBA teams, he has one more. Nine defensive teams to Shaq zero, and um, all, nine defensive first teams to Shaq zero, and all defensive teams, Kobe has twelve, Shaq has three. So like, Kobe, I think clears Shaq. Clears a little strong for me. And what what I ain't clear, never seen what, Shaq carry no team either. Yeah, what what cleared Kobe is two thousand nine, two thousand ten, leading the Lakers to the finals, going back to back, beating the Magic and the big three Boston Celtics. That's what cleared him to me. He was able back to win to back without. To back. He was able to win without Shaq. I don't have Shaq. I, I have a team over Shaq. So I, and if we're being honest, those Lakers teams, although they were well constructed, they were by no means a powerhouse above everybody else. Just a really good good unit. But we, Kobe we, took them over the top. What year are you talking about? Talking about 2009. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were talking about the Shaq. That's what Kobe I was Lakers. thinking, I was like, too. I mean, oh, and I'm talking about, no, 2009, yeah, sorry, 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my fault. I thought you their big addition was getting Ron Artest in 2010. Good. That was their big time addition. Yeah. 2007, like that's, that's a great team, but that's not a super team. Kobe Bryant. Dwayne Wade. Shaq, I love Shaq. Shaq brought me on stage at All-Star Weekend, helped me meet some of my favorite people ever. I love he's that's unk. That's lit. Man, Kobe Bryant is different. I, I'm always this conversation is always crazy, right? Because Kobe is the closest to Jordan, who's the number one or number two, but yet he's nine. How can you be the closest to the greatest and be so far at the same time? That makes no sense. To I me. think Kobe's top six, seven, easily. I, I would I think wherever yeah. Tim Duncan is, you have to have Kobe. Honestly. Do you hey, have Larry Bird perfect. over Tim Duncan? I do have okay. No, I have Tim Duncan over Larry Bird. So that I have I have Tim Duncan over Larry Bird as well. I have Tim Duncan at so seven. I feel like wherever Kobe, because Tim Duncan and Kobe uh, are see, aligned. But, but you disrespect Wilt and, and Bill Russell. I don't. Bill's in my ten, and Wilt's in my twelve. That doesn't mean he's like, disrespectful. That's, that's, just, he's, that's, that's where nuts. he is. That's crazy. That's like nuts. Back to the question well, at hand. I, I don't think I don't think Steph Curry becomes a top ten player all time. I agree. Even if he wins a championship and wins what? the Finals MVP, I agree. I agree. You look what? at you look at Hakeem. I think Hakeem still has a better resume. Hakeem, two time champion, two times Finals MVPs. What? Some of the weaker rosters that he led to the championship. He has two first teams over Steph. Steph could very well get that though, yeah. and four more All NBA teams. And I mean, it's just Hakeem, the two way dominance, nine defensive teams. Curry not having any defensive teams, I think, would hurt some of these types of arguments because he has nothing to his name in that regard. Then I still wouldn't put uh, Curry over Shaq. I still put uh, Shaq over Curry and I, Kobe over Curry. I essentially said the exact same thing in my no, argument. No, I wouldn't put. I'm not putting Curry Curry over Kobe. That's not what I'm doing. But I think the, the Shaq and Kobe, you can make the. I'm sorry, Shaq and Hakeem, you can make the argument that those would be the two guys that they put over because of the fact that Steph Curry kind of. 
change the landscape of the league. And, and like you said, he has more rings than both. Well, he'll he has more rings than Akeem. So he doesn't have more Finals MVPs, but he has the unanimous. So it's a lot of things Steph Curry has done that's kind of like first and everything, or like changed or like elevated the league. So you got to kind of put that. And that's why people look at AI so differently, because not only was he a great player, he kind of changed the game. You know, he's, he saved the league in a sense. So that's why people look at him in kind of like a different light. That's kind of how you got to look at Steph Curry. Too. If this was a list off of most impactful players, Curry's <clears throat> top five. He's probably top three most impactful players in NBA history. But in terms of the top 10, so, just resume-wise, I don't five. think he's there yet. No, he's not going top five. I don't know top he's top five. five. I don't know if he's top Wait, five. What, top most, impactful? most impactful? Oh, no, no, no. no. Top five most impactful. I don't know. The three-point revolution started with him. No, I agree. And I, 100%, Do you he, have your he's on that team. No, hat? absolutely not. But MJ? you have to throw Magic, uh, no, I'm Larry Bird, MJ, MJ. LeBron. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Time out. How did Larry Bird change the game over Curry? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Magic and Larry Thank saved you. the NBA. They saved the NBA because it gave them something to root for. Like did, they gave did, them a storyline. I love. Lebr- I don't love LeBron. He's the second greatest player to me. How did he change the game over Steph Curry? Impactful doesn't just mean just how you impactful change to the, the way game p- of basketball in terms of you know, changing the game. Yeah, not, not the most fan. You transcended basketball into a Let, different direction. I'm still on Larry Bird. Stop. <laughs> Magic LeBron and Larry changed the shit way more than Larry Bird. Exactly. What did Larry Bird change? Though? Player, player. Uh, I might throw AI. In player freedom also. Magic yeah, and Larry for sure. By themselves, save the NBA. Man, I'm not trying to hit. But you're talking about more about publicity and not. And not like but that's actual, really the whole thing without Larry and without without the Magic. Throw, there's no NBA you today. Throw maybe Bill Russell in them in there too. Then I don't fine, but no. But no. that's not impactful. Magic he was and a player coach. Ma, ma, <laughs> Magic and Bird saved the NBA, and and MJ took it to a whole different level. And I, that's what I'm about to say. I'm about to say you can miss me with the save the shit because if you'd have waited a couple of years, I'm with Jordan you. Listen, I don't. Wait, on, let me ask you. Ma- you think Larry Bird has revolutionized the game more than Dirk Nowitzki? Yes. Oh, that's ridiculous. How Dirk is the first is one of the first ever Big great overseas correct. players. Before Dirk, we didn't see seven footer shooting jumpers. He changed that, and now you we're mean at three his, point jumpers because the team was shooting mid range. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know what I'm talking about. He brought a more variety of like, he brought a more view to your. I'm not disagreeing. Now I'm we not, don't. I we don't even. Drew. Now we Drew don't. said you mean three point. <laughs> because come on, we're talking about big men. It's not like they had no. I mean, turnaround fadeaway. Back in the turnaround, Hakeem didn't do that. Hakeem did it. Hakeem, wait, hold on. Hakeem did turnaround fadeaways like Dirk. No, like no one did it like Dirk. No one. Dirk revolutionized. I understand what you're saying. Yes, Dirk brought a different view to European basketball. Yeah, of course. That's European. Of course. Larry Bird. Come on, man. Y'all are dragging it. Larry and Magic saved the NBA. It's that simple. Just because you saved the NBA, you saved it from a rating standpoint. Come on, bro. But they didn't revolutionize the game of basketball. Without Magic Johnson, would have died. Magic Johnson. Michael Jordan was right there. But right, he was coming right there. That's a clean eight years without him. Eight they years. Okay. No, they would have did okay. Wait, wait, they wait, were wait, talking wait, wait, about wait. the league being done that season. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right it's just it wasn't right there. Riv, hold eight up. years is a long time. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just that that doesn't talk about changing the game. You just mean like, for example, um, you look at um, I'm lost my channel. That's all right. right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just saying like. From a publicity standpoint, they saved the game because they brought the NBA a storyline to somebody to root for, to root against Magic Bird. It was a heated rivalry. 
that does not mean they changed it. Magic changed it Another more. Another thing is also it, it was very big dominant in the sense of you had Kareem, you had Kareem, you had Will, you had Bill Russell. The three piece, the three best at the time were all big men. Magic Will, and Bird the, comes. Will wasn't in the eighties. No, I'm not saying the 80s. Oh, I'm saying prior to them. Oh, no, okay, I'm saying okay. prior to them. It was a big dominant league, and then you had Magic and Larry come in, and they come. They they're the the two main focuses of their team, and they're not big men. First of all, MJ changed that narrative. And, it was no, not them. I'm not see that that, and that's where that's an issue with me because I don't disagree with what you're saying. Sure. Yes, guard play with 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 Michael and the way that people viewed the league outside of the United States. That's all because of Michael Jordan, without a doubt. But we can't gloss over the fact that Larry and Magic did it first. Okay, but this is the thing. You're grouping Magic and Larry that like they're together. Magic... Because that's Ma- the only thing no, you should do. No, no, so it's not. Okay. No, Ma- Magic no. is different because Magic transcended how you play the point guard position where teams Absolutely. now teams now started looking for bigger guards. Absolutely. And, and now we see guards that are 6'5 plus and people are looking for that type of was prototype. There anyone like Larry LeBron, Bird in that LeBron, era? Hold up, let me was finish. There anyone like let, Larry? let me finish because you're not listening. I am LeBron, listening. LeBron James modeled his game after Magic Johnson. There's no LeBron without Magic Johnson. He helped LeBron transcend his game. I don't. Who, how many people say, "Oh yeah, I modeled my game after Larry Bird"? Who says that? <laughs> who says that? People model their game after Steph. Big man now model the game after Dirk. Larry Bird. Hey, the truth hurts. Larry it's Bird and Magic Johnson really helped save the league. Not, but hey, that wait. does not. Hold up, Joe. If it ain't true, answer his question. <laughs> answer his question. And also, also, Steph Curry, he didn't save the NBA from a rating standpoint, but that he still changed the game more than Larry Bird. Kids now shoot deep threes because of Curry. For sure. They're not imitating Larry Bird. Kids imitate Allen Iverson more than Larry Bird. Allen Iverson changed the game and brought brought street ball, the street ball aesthetic to the NBA. He changed it. He changed the way people play basketball more so than Larry Bird. That's changing the game, not from a rating standpoint. Mic drop. Sorry, right, man. Agree to disagree. Could be here all day. Yeah, and I mean, come on, Dirk. Like he started the overseas revolution. I was sure. Before, uh, listen, before I Dirk, Dirk in that conversation. Before well. Dirk, everybody thought that European players were going to be bad. Dirk changed that narrative. Uh, was that was it? Dirk. Like, it was like Dirk. Tony Kukoc changed. came in. He was really Tony Kukoc is not Dirk. I'm not. No way. This man no way. But we're talking about players from overseas coming in. You could say to, Tony Kukoc under where Michael and, and Pippen both looked at him and and, and judged hey, him off face value. Dirk can play with a Michael or Pippen. No doubt. No doubt. I'm not saying you're wrong. Tony Kukoc was a one time also. You don't be no organization around Tony Kukoc. No, but you remember Tony Kukoc. No, not I don't. I remember because he's a part of the team. Exactly, I, I exactly. Can't tell you no. exactly. Tell me a stat. What's Tony? Kukos I can give you some moments. I can NBA. give you some moments where where Scotty where Scotty where Scotty Pippen sitting give on the bench. Give me his best stat line. Give us a moment from the documentary. What? I'm don't, not. Don't give us a moment from the last. But day. that's because <laughs> that's what you're doing right now. Forget about the last. That's history. Yeah, but come that's on. That's history. That's if you didn't want, if you didn't the documentary didn't come out the last day you wouldn't have known. What are you talking what Tony about? Did. You wouldn't. Have. Why is that the case? It's a I fact. Mean, historian of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like for example, what was Tony Kukoc's best year in the league? You don't know. Probably that year that Jordan was gone. You just you that, that's an, that's called an educated. I am guess. no for that sure. That was a good guess. He averaged eighteen points, bro. But I, it's a bunch of other guys. It's name. a bunch of Come names on. that I can bring up, and I think you're no. Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc's best year was with the Atlanta Hawks, Ew. where he averaged nineteen point seven points per game for a Hawks team that went twenty five and fifty seven. 
He was the number two option on that Bulls yes, team but that when, year. Yes, but when Dirk came and it changed the narrative around oh, no, around no your, overseas no, players, I'm not arguing we wouldn't that. we wouldn't have Giannis. That. We wouldn't have Jokic. I'm not arguing. Dirk. I'm no, not arguing. We talk about changing the game. AI got to be in the top. Hey, shout out to Tony Kukoc too. I don't want to take nothing out of context. I'm just saying. I agree. And Jordan changed the fact that listen, Dirk and Kukoc are on different levels. But I'm just saying, Kukoc was one of those guys that that Kukoc is a bad example too. I would have went with like Sabonis. Yeah, I'm with you. Fair enough. AI got to be in that. Sabonis has to be there as well. Yeah. Um, also, just like with Jordan point, like before him, teams weren't building their teams around a guard. They he changed that. Him. Like you could Drives win a championship with a guard. Yeah. Drives and Petrovic, too. That's a great Hakeem name. Hakeem over Jordan's not a, a I mean, but obviously it, it Jordan's the best. Ever. Like, of course. You know, of course. They, they were picking bigs over. Hakeem was Jordan's great. Jordan's the what, Drew? He's he's you amazing. He's amazing. He's the best ever. You said he was the best he's ever. Good, you could argue he's the best ever. You know what I'm saying? Hey, no, but if Steph wins this, he's top for sure. You're putting him over. You're putting him over Shaq. You're putting him over. Uh, I'm gonna put him over him, but one of them old guys got to go. No disrespect. So Bill Russell, sit your ass down. Some shit like that. I'm Um, not moving Bill because he got 11 of them bad boys. I can't. Yes, he got 11. But when you look at Wilt resume, the scoring and all of that shit, it's like, oh, I. But when you look at the other shit, for him to have been as dominant, he wasn't winning really. He, he wasn't winning trips. like I would have thought. He's going, he's, finals MVP. He's going against one of the best teams in the history of the game. He also had a reputation for not being a good teammate. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, and not being a winner. Getting his numbers. He got seven All-NBA first teams. No, he, Two All-Defensive first teams. What's Steph got? Eight? First team that's supposed like to be five, Steph Knock is that he got like when you go to the, the top of the tops, he got like eight all-star appearances. It's because he ascended to, late. He started slow. Yes. He started slow. He makes up for it though because he changed the fucking well, once, if game. If Steph wins his finals MVP, they tied. I mean, he got more rings than Will. So yeah. he changed that. the game. They, take- they all heads say that about Kareem. Oh, they took away the dunk. <laughs> Steph Curry change the game on that level and in, in our like come on man this is a this is a time where you couldn't even imagine the game changing like guys used to take mid-range shots man down screens richard hamilton used to curl really? in the paint like in the mid like what come on man drum and shoot threes also <laughs> I, this is this is a hot take I think Charles Barkley changed the game more than Larry Bird. The yeah. reason the reason why we have the the five seconds back to the basket rule is because of Charles Barkley. There's a that's rule a, made after Charles Barkley. That's a fact. Yeah, when they make rules you, about you, that's that is that's a impactful. You got to post that one. See what you, see the feedback you get on that. One. So what we have, I, Dirk for sure changed the game over Larry Bird overseas yeah. basketball. Can you guys stop Allen talking? Iverson, Y'all are talking crazy. I don't know. Michael he changed Jordan, the game Michael over Michael Larry Bird for sure. I say LeBron for sure. Magic Johnson. Yeah. I don't understand why you keep player movement. So top like, that's five, not a so huge thing. off the top of your head, top five players to change the game. I would, I would go number one is Michael Jordan. Don't do it no more. Michael, just put five. Yeah, just, just five. five. Just Michael five. Jordan no, no has order. To be number Michael one. Jordan, Steph Curry, hey, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Shaq. Dirk. Shaq is one two. LeBron one, James. Two. LeBron. That's six. Magic Johnson has to be in there. Yeah, Magic. There's a lot of players. So for, for me, it'll be probably Steph, MJ, AI, Dirk. And I'll probably LeBron, go LeBron. He has to be. I'll probably go LeBron. Those yeah. were the five for me. That's a pretty good Because AI brought the swagger, the that's, gangster that's movement. Facts. Like he, that's facts. He the reason why DeMar DeRozan could do all that stuff in the games. Like, that's all AI, man. So I got to get AI. I got to be in my... Uh, <laughs> he, all right. So on to the next topic. You know, Drew, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, this episode has been very surprising because although you're a Lakers guy, you don't have the colors. Man, you've been vouching for the Celtics all year long. You're a Lakers guy, though. I don't like it things like this. You're vouching for the I'm Larry analyst. Bird I'm now, analyst. too. Come on. So, oh the, yeah, God forbid for, I respect the greats of the game. So, this for the ridiculous. Celtics, do you think that they had the greatest 
turnaround in NBA history. I and they're having it right now. They are having one of the best without a doubt. I need to see the championship to 100% say this isn't a conversation. They would be the number one greatest turnaround in NBA history. Just off the top of my head when I was looking at this, um, the one that came to mind was the 2018 Cavaliers, where you go into the trade deadline, you have one team, the day after you have a completely new starting five minus LeBron James. So, I and for that team to go to the finals with, with as poor as a roster construction as it was, I feel like that you still have to give recognition to. However, we're, we're talking about a team that at one point was a fringe playing team, finishes, or they had moments at the top seed of the Eastern Conference, finished with the number two seed in, in the East, finished with the number one defense in the NBA, and to make it to the NBA Finals, this is absolutely outstanding what the Celtics have done without a doubt. I agree. Um, I think we're currently witnessing one of the greatest in-season turnarounds the Celtics are one of three teams to start the season to at the midway point be under 500 and then finish with an over 600 win percentage. The other two teams, Lakers in 2003 and the Utah Jazz in 2019, neither of these teams won a championship. Let me just put that out there. The Lakers were 19 and 22 and finished 15 and 32 and lost to the Spurs in the second round of the playoffs and the Jazz. Well, we know what the Jazz are. They, they, they haven't won a championship ever. So... <laughs> They're in some historic company, but it also means that they're in they're in some historic losing company, as in they won't win a championship, although they've surpassed all of the expectations because those Lakers didn't make the finals, though that Jazz team didn't make the finals. But I think it's a credit to just the entire culture and what's been built there. I think Brad Stevens starting it off and routinely making playoff appearances with underwhelming talent. I mean, Isaiah Thomas averaged 29 points per game one season. I love Isaiah Thomas, but nobody expected that team to be the first seed in the Eastern Conference. And there's been a lot of trial and error. It hasn't just been a, a straight line. They tried the Isaiah Thomas point guard experiment, then the Kyrie one, then the Kemba Walker one, to now figure out all along it was Marcus, it was Marcus Smart. Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart yeah. was drafted to be the point guard of the team. He You're never fully got his opportunity. And now Marcus Smart is the point guard of this team, even though his shot selection is very spotty and he's not the greatest of playmaker. They have finally found a recipe that works for them, and that's not having any defensive liabilities in, in that starting lineup. Brad Stevens going to be an executive, bringing in Al Horford, trading Kemba for Al Horford, bringing in Derek White and Daniel Tice along with them. I thought those were great moves. And then Emei just setting the culture. When the Celtics were 23 and 24 at the midway point of the year, we were talking about it. You know, I said, I don't think the Celtics make the playoffs. I'm pressing the panic mm. button. Ime Udoka, mm. we were talking about how he might not have the locker room because he was calling his team out every other post game. But now we just know it's his coaching style, and that's what has led to this success. Jalen Brown tweeting the energy's about to shift Go. the 31st of January. Go. The energy did indeed shift. I think even if they don't win the championship, this is the greatest in-season turnaround that I've seen. I can't go and research throughout all the, you know, databases oh, this, this to see how many teams, you know, actually won a championship after starting off so poorly. But it's just the road. Beating the Nets, beating the Bucks, beating the Heat. Two of those three series, I don't believe they were favored in for the majority of people. And now to face Golden State, I think this is a feel-good story. It, you know, if we were watching a movie, this team would win the championship. But because this is real life, they won't. The Warriors will win. But this is a great turnaround. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you said everything that needed to be said. This is definitely the greatest in-season turnaround. And, you know, it has to end in a chip, I feel like. I feel like this for, like, even though it is the greatest in-season turnaround, I feel like to make it really on a different oh, level of the store, they got to win a chip. You I'm know, it's you. great. Like, it's the same thing. Like, it's not the same thing, but, like, same thing with the 73 and 9 Warriors. Like, they made history. But what would have really <clears> cemented <throat> everything was winning that championship. And for Boston, it has to be that. I think, like you said, when Jalen Brown said the energy shifted, you could tell the culture shifted, the defense upped its level. I feel like Eme kind of like gave that conversation in the locker room that really said, yo, Tatum is the number one guy. Jalen Brown, you're the number two guy. And we're just going to move like that. And they kind of been moving that same way. Jalen Brown's played more like a Robin. They haven't been buttonheads. Everybody has walked in and they've accepted their role, accepted the culture. And it's really, it's really interesting to see the defenses up this level. Rob Will has been amazing. Marcus Smart has been amazing. Grant Williams has turned into a really nice 3 and D player. Al Horford. So, well, he's he's good. Al he Horford's gonna be Al Horford's gonna be Al Horford. He's I, been good well for said. his whole career. So I well think the, like, the energy has indeed shifted, and the the beauty of it is they're all around the same age. You know, I think Marcus outside of Al Horford, I'm not really counting him because he's old. He's as the shit. grandpa. He's 36. But yeah, Marcus Smart I think is the oldest at like 27, 28 years old. I think yeah. Rob, JB, yeah, JB's yeah. 25. JT is 24. They're all in their primes, so they're all together. They all probably will be together. And I think they'll be competing for Eastern Conference Finals and Championships along the way. But this is definitely the greatest. Don't forget tournament. Rob Williams and Grant Williams. Oh, absolutely! No, he said I Rob. Said well, Rob. He forgot. You forgot Grant, which is I literally just said Grant. That's PJ Tucker nice, Jr. Oh my God! Yes, fake is he fake he's is. He's going to be better than PJ Tucker. He's yes, not, I'm with you. Be. I'm with you there easily. I'm with you there. Like not a yeah, doubt. I'm with you there for sure. Far he'll be better than he's got the rap. For sure, he does. He's a big for sure. I can't jump. Bro, like, but he can shoot. No he can shoot. Like it's really. Crazy. You're calling Grant Williams an NBA champion if you're saying that. What? Because PJ's an NBA champion. Facts, but it took him a while. Took him a while. But PJ, PJ clears. I've watched clears him. now. Yeah, PJ, fine. I've watched PJ Tucker miss the most open layups I've Keep ever it a seen from a guy. Right now, and argue. You're taking PJ <laughs> over Grant Williams right now. He yeah. you're take insane. PJ over LeBron. You're insane. Bro. You're insane. You put PJ on that Boston team instead of Grant Williams, they win the championship. No, he can't drop. Oh hell no, no, <laughs> no. He gonna miss so many. Absolutely layups. not. Now he really booty on oh. He just a <laughs> no against, against the Warriors. He turns up though. Really? Yeah, bro. There's, no. there's a reason that PJ wasn't he a part of the twenty seven mysteries. He was. He wasn't was. a big part of it. Bro, there's there was a, a reason. There's a reason why PJ didn't clock that many minutes last night. He was hurt. Ah, uh, no, was, was it? Wow, I'm stunned. Yeah. If he would have been playing oh yeah lost. i would have won my player prop bets oh, and we would have won what'd you have him for who's we what i had him mean, too three. what do you mean Damn, wait, what do you mean we would have won the, bro that what was crazy hell? that was crazy <laughs> that was nuts that was nuts i'm talking about pj tucker stands yo the, the fan pierre, wow. pierre what do you think bro is this crazy. the greatest in season turnaround or not yeah that i know of like I'm not going back into no database for 1953 <laughs> but yeah it, it, it is it's nice uh the the heat the Heat when they won a championship, they it wasn't as bad, but uh they started off like eleven and ten. They fired Stan Van Gunny and Pat Riley took uh control. Like that was Shaq and D Wade, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And once that happened, they they turned their season around. Uh, but yeah, it's the it's 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 the greatest for sure. The difference with like the LeBron thing with the Cavs is that they had LeBron. And of course, he had been there. What, Fair enough. Yeah. Like seven Every, times yeah. before that. <laughs> I'm with you. But that team but yeah, was it's, garbage. It's that team was man. garbage. Well, that run was also mid as shit. What are you talking about? You played the Pacers mid. 
They Paul went George seven. Was on that squad, you played, wasn't that? No, George, no, that was the Victor Oladipo squad. I'm sorry to tell you that, brother. Bogdanovich was good too. Bogdanovich, yes. Yeah, that was mid. And then you played uh, Toronto. Play Toronto. Mid as shit. What do you mean? Because he made them. He made them mid. Yeah. Where he, averaged, where he averaged more points. And then, total play, points and then you played the baby rebounds. dinosaurs. I mean, Toronto was notoriously known as playoff chokers, though. I mean, and yes. then you played the baby Tatum. You get caught. Baby Brown. For sure. So mid. Seven games again. Yeah, mid. It was a mid run. But what do mean? But the team was mid. Team was shit. Team was garbage. You know what was it mid? Game one when he had Golden State Warriors. No, that oh. wasn't that. Pay homage. By the neck. That was elite. That was very Bro, elite. he averaged like 38 yeah. points for the playoffs that year. He, he played was the, insane. He was getting guarded by Lance Stevenson and Bogdanovich. I'm not really... That, that, that doesn't move him. me. That doesn't move that ain't me. Up to What's him. wrong with you right it's now? Mid. You're being a hater. It was mid. You're being a hater. He, he don't choose who guard him. That's fair, but was it not mid? You, you you putting the Pacers up as a this is a yo he played the Pacers Victor Oladipo <laughs> like this is the guy like come on like, nobody's nobody remembers who yo honestly about that run they only remember Baby Tatum and the Warriors LeBron that's really it. I don't oh yeah, they only remember the game winner they don't really remember what, what happens after that honestly. are you kidding me the one footer that was fire of course that was but how many Demar games? Derozan I think people forgot Demar Derozan year. played I I believe that because LeBron was that great okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. it. Stop hating. It's Stop hating. No, you're hating. It's gross. Truthfully, it's making me sick. He lost. You know, um, when talking about the Celtics, that, that was rude, bro. That was rude and unnecessary. When talking about the Celtics, it, early in the season, in the off season. Oh wait, uh, last summer. We, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to ask a question. I apologize because I was watching Rob Williams right for the for the Miami series and a little bit of the Bucks series, and maybe it's just a me thing. But he doesn't no, move agreed. me like at whoa, all. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 like, whoa! Like, 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 like on offense. Like, of course, he's, he's not an just, offensive guy. He's not. But like, you see bigs like they're really active in the pick and roll. You know, they're guys. They get. He's the ball. hurt right now. He is. Hurt. That's why I thought too. He's like bat- maybe he's like, hurt. Bro, but he's just kind of like night? out there, just running around doing pretty much damn near nothing. Sometimes. Bro, you really can see how he's running, and he looks like he's not right. Yeah, he rushed back from a meniscus. So That's an also an underrated thing no, about so this series. He was great. He was oh, great. bro, he's also, nuts. Sometimes he um, just doesn't move me. At least in the East, amongst the Celtics run, the team that has won has been the healthy one. They were healthier than the Bucks. They were healthier than the Heat. The Warriors are the healthier team in this series, by far. They don't have guys that have nagging injuries. The only one, Andre Iguodala, is scheduled to come back. He's but, a coach at this point. Yeah. Like, he's not <laughs> even, I don't know too. how much he'll play. Yeah, exactly. But the Celtics are banged up. You have Marcus Smart still playing through his stuff. He'll, Rob be, he'll Will play every single game. Stuff. Rob Will's the scariest one for sure. Yeah, I think the X factor is Al Horford in that in in that series. Man, Al Horford better sit his ass down. Stop it! Don't the do X factor is Jordan Poole. Will he steal Steph's Finals MVP? <laughs> <laughs> Not a, oh my god, bro, that would be hilarious. Why we you're laughing? You're laughing, but you know that's one I of your care. biggest fears. We'd win him. Don't care. No, but that uh, all gonna, see. This is why. This is why I'm 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 a Steph guy, which means I'm selfless. Which means I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who gets the final MVP. I just want the ring. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, no, hey, Riv, on some real shit, he needs that final. Nah, he needs it. Okay. I'm he needs not gonna lie. If he, he do that now, when I will it. be in shambles <laughs> for a while. Like, like, I'm scared too. Bro, he should take that Poole, Not just Jordan Poole. Wiggins could possibly steal that. If one guy deserves it, Draymond Green. He's going to average four points. I would like to see hey, Clay win it. To be I love Draymond, but for our, all of our sanity, he cannot win no fucking award like that. It's bad enough that they about to win a championship. They thought Draymond was bad and didn't shut up enough before. <laughs> he cursed Durant out, said we won before you, and now he's yeah. about to win without. 
Nah, oh it's, my yeah, gosh. It's, it's about to be Draymond nuts. about to be wild. So last summer, everybody was talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being split up. So I think this is where we give the Celtics their flowers because they didn't panic. They didn't react and just make a decision they'd regret. They kept this core together, and now Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together have been to three conference championships, have been to the NBA Finals, and they could possibly win one in their, what, 25 and 24 years old, respectively. I mean, I think this is just a testament to, like, sticking with your guys, and I think it's an amazing story that the Celtics have gotten this far because I was I was under the assumption that I would have traded Jalen Brown. I would have done that. And that's that crazy. And that would have been that's a fold. That's there's why actually, media got to be media and front office got to be front office. There's actually 25 clip. and 24. You do not you can't. touch. There's a, you there's a clip. There's a clip that Serge sent me that uh, you said Ben Simmons and Seth Curry for Jalen Brown. That's not horrible, bro. No, it's atrocious. <laughs> Looking back at it now, that shit sucks. That's because we didn't see Ben Simmons this year. Yeah, that's why it's like looking back at it, that tree really does. And we see Jalen Brown. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mr. No Handle Buck. Don't try to act like you got nothing in this because you wanted De'Aaron Fox or Jalen Brown. Did no, I? he didn't. Did? You'd want you what? Said, did I? I? I don't know. Did I? Bro, you're not a De'Aaron Fox guy, so I find that hard I don't, to yeah, believe. Yeah, me too. That's why. But if I, if you got me, you got me. I find I that hard so. to believe. I know. Is that, that real? I don't nah, know. I don't know. I, I, Pee-wee, I, 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 I would tell you. I'm boy. I don't think so. Fox? He's not a De'Aaron Fox guy. I'm really low on me him. Either. Like he, he's, he's not a De'Aaron Fox guy. He's good, but he ain't that. I might have to clip that because if I did, that's if anyone's De'Aaron Fox guy. I mean, I know one take that you made where the Celtics when they were struggling, you were like. Jalen Brown, Jason got to go off at 30 every single night for them to have a chance did, to win. If they Brown don't go off, him. they won't win. Yeah, I did say so. And then you were like, they're a playing team at most. Yo, Pee-wee, real quick, like man. Jalen Brown, is he the best Robin in the NBA? You called no. me out last time. Who you no. got over him? Who? Paul Tell George. me who. Paul George. Right, but he's not. He's not I guess fine. In 2022. <laughs> in 2022 this that. year, who? Oh, Clay Thompson. Paul George. Absolutely. I'm, trolling. Not, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Paul I'm trolling. George, he's the number one for his team this year. Draymond Green. No, it's Jalen. Andrew Wiggins. No. That's for Y'all are chatting. <laughs> you know the answer is Jalen Brown. Now, respectfully, all jokes aside, like no cap, the um, best Robin will probably be this James year. James Harden. <laughs> It'll probably be Jalen Brown. Jaylen but Brown it's only Jalen Brown because everybody's hurt. Honest to God. That's so, why. So, so what do you have? One person over him? No, AD would be over him. Okay. Yeah, what about yeah. Chris right. Middleton right. and Jalen? Right. Chris Middleton would probably be over. What the hell? Well, they're probably in the same level, though. They're probably in the same level. Like Robins? Yeah, because Middleton Zach is like Michael Jordan nah. at home. That's unfortunate. Levine's Zach Levine that's a good is name. That's a good Brown. name. I'm not trying to answer Zach no. Levine was a Robin yeah, this year. He was. Middleton he was. turns into Michael Jordan at home, so I probably would put them on the same level. Mm. So, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Oh, now, nah, I see you were chatting about that last that time you were here. That one aged poorly. We got to see that again. Hey, but the thing about me, I don't go off one series. One playoff series sure. don't change. Sure. I, no, I, I don't never disagree. put a dude up here off one series, so I'm not going to put a dude down here for play, one playoff series. I respect that. You get it, 10 out of 10 days, give me Kyrie Irving. 10 get, out of on, 10. Man. So Jalen Brown over Chris Paul as a Robin? Hell yeah. That yes. boy stinks. He's yeah. old yeah, 2022 for sure. Yeah, he's doo-doo. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Jalen Brown over Middleton, respectfully. That's fine. That's, I'm getting Michael really Jordan. Michael Jordan. Can you stop? That's a good point, though. Everybody is hurt. Everybody is definitely so by default. Sure. Jalen Brown, he's number wins. one in 2022. That's he's fair. the best so Robin. By sure, sure. You can. You can Jalen Brown ain't trying to. He's, he's gonna be the best. I went up to Jalen Brown stop and it. said, "Hey, you're the, you're the best this year because everybody heard. He's not gonna do what you <laughs> nah, just you, did." No, if you tell him, if you tell him, "Yo, you're the best there is," he gonna. 
He's literally about to I be I would the, be lying if I oh. said that. You're not. You're not. You're telling the straight up facts. What is he the best at? You're the best second Robin? best player Sco- there is. Listen, he's damn good at scoring. <laughs> he's a damn good defender. He can't. No, I'm saying Jalen Brown. Is he a better Robin than Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram's a Robin. Brandon, Brandon Ingram's not a Robin. I think CJ led the offense. Oh, I think Bi is better though. Than yeah, CJ. I would take Bi. Bro, we're not doing this. I'm gonna log <laughs> off right now. How about, Brandon Ingram is not a Robin. How about CJ or um, Jalen Brown? Jalen oh, Brown, come on, by a little bit. That's not bit. the. I'm, I'm going Jalen Brown. Thank you. I'm Thank telling you, the you. dudes that are better yeah, are hurt. Yeah, yeah. The yep. dudes that are better are hurt. No. Zion, when he comes back, he's gonna be Robin. Would you say no, Zion no, or Jalen? I mean, either Zion or Bi for me. It doesn't. So Bi is gonna be the Robin next year. But are you taking Bi over Jalen Brown? They're the same level. Yes. They're on the same Yes. Line. The argument is Jason Tatum and Brandon Ingram, not Jason Tatum whoa, and Jalen Brown. Whoa, whoa, You're getting out of pocket. J- no, Jason Tatum just made his separation. Wait, 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 wait. No, Tatum and Brandon Ingram are not arguing. Bro, it's leaps and bounds. Tatum is better. Yes, yes, it is. Tatum is Tatum is better. Yeah, he's yeah, significantly. Better. But he, t- Ingram is closer to Tatum uh, than what he is with Brown. Disagree. No. I disagree. Jalen Brown. Y'all sleep on Brandon Ingram because he ain't on the fucking Celtics. But let, let, <laughs> let him be on the Celtics, and this shit, I'm telling you, ain't much really changed. We gonna see Brandon next year. Ingram is one of them guys. We're gonna see next year. Pell's got a they got a Q squad. Yeah, they do. They got a Q squad. He they be- turned around a year they with did. him leading the they charge. They, uh, CJ came in and the culture shifted, which is what I understand what you're saying. I understand what yeah, you that's mean. Why but I, Bi yeah. was the best player. Yes. Yeah. On to the next topic: the two teams that lost in the conference finals, the Mavericks and the Miami Heat. Which one of these two teams do you think is in a better position to win a championship going forward? Let's just say the next one to three years. I think the, the team heat. with more value. And you think that that's the Mavs because they have Luka? No, I okay. think that's the Miami okay. Heat because right. they have okay. shit that you can I'm, trade. I'm You're go, not trading Luka. I would go, Pierre, I'm I'm go a Pierre. different route because I, don't, I think it's Miami, but I think it's just because the West will be loaded for the next two three seasons, I mean, this is the I'm best. Not mad at that. The best. This is the best we've seen the Eastern Conference, but in forever. And realistically, if like if I'm being honest with you, the East has four teams. They 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 may be stacked. I'm, I'm a bullshit. I'm gonna have? tell you, the West have the Clippers. The Denver Nuggets will be back. They got next Memphis. season. Fair. Phoenix Fair. is still going to be up there. Okay, like there, there, there's a, the there's, Pelicans. The Pelicans are, are going to Minnesota. Are you Minnesota's taking? Are you taking Phoenix? Or are you take? And this is really rude because we just saw them collapse. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Are you taking the Heat? Phoenix. Boston, obviously you're taking Boston. Yeah. No, yeah, but I mean, I know what he's saying. There's only four true contenders in the East. The Celtics, Heat, um, Philly on a Bucks, good day. Nets if they're healthy, and Philly if they're getting another day. version of the yeah, I would take the Suns day. over the Nets, which is why I didn't So that's that. four or five, but that's yeah. a lot of teams. We, could, we also have to see how the Nets retool. But my, my thing, the thing, it's not even just contenders. Like, okay, so let's let's look at it like this. Miami goes back into next year. Say they go into next year. Realistically, who can beat them next year? The Bucks, possibly, yeah. Boston, they probably could do it again. Philly, I don't think so. This is what we're going to see. The Nets, maybe if they retool. If we go next year, who can beat Dallas? Pels, maybe. Minnesota, fighting chance. Memphis, yeah. Then you got Minnesota the don't want none, yeah. of those, none of those problems. They may Anthony, not, that, Anthony that was, Edwards getting better. Who nonetheless, knows? that'll still be a six game fight, right? Then you got the Clippers. Then you got the Warriors still around. I'm then you got Phoenix. Like that's six that's seven fair. teams. I'm knocking off. That's fair. It's like the West is just so going to be so strong for the next two three years. I feel like, and Miami is a market where they can get another star. I don't think Dallas has that. They don't like like you guys said. It's a, a bit of what I'm saying and what you guys are saying. 
Miami has assets and they also have the attraction. They also have the place. Dallas isn't a place where they're going to bring. They, I don't think they have the assets to get another star. Nobody's jumping over the roof for Jalen Brunson as good as he is. That's, Nobody's doing he's that a free to, to trade for him. But Miami, you can throw in Tyler Harrell and somebody else. You can. I wouldn't throw him in, but you could throw in a Bam you and get somebody okay. else. Yeah, Whoa. that's what I'm saying. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, Bam. I would throw in Tyler Harrell. Ten times out of ten, would before you th- would you, are you, oh, I agree no, wholeheartedly. No, I I agree. If if no. let's yeah. let's just uh just to piggyback off what you're saying, I think the Miami Heat are in a better position to win a championship. I think we're all in agreement just because their front office is better. They have shown their coach that they're, is better. That they're they want to win a championship. You look at after the 2018 season or 2018 2019 season where they didn't make the playoffs, they went out and they signed a Jimmy Butler. They've made two conference finals with Jimmy Butler, made one finals appearance with yep. Jimmy Butler. And it feels like they're one piece away. They can go in two directions, in my opinion. They can go get a superstar scorer, a professional scorer, by trading Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Maybe they go out and get a Donovan Mitchell or a Bradley Beal. That's exactly what I have. I would, I would get Donovan Mitchell with instead of Bradley Beal. That's just Ooh, me. Okay. I would get Mitchell instead of Bradley Beal. I, feel I like thought Bradley's about it a lot, and I said I would get Bradley Beal. And the I reason agree. why I said I would get Bradley Beal is because he's he's shown the ability to play off ball in the past, and he's shown the ability to play admiral defense. And he can and play make he, very he can, underrated. Mitchell has shown it too, though. He has, but I like Bradley's size. I Correct. like his ability to shoot the ball off the Bradley catch. Bradley's 6'3". Mitchell six one. Donovan six one. See, but, no, no, I know, but, but they're like that's, Beal is that's also not a big difference. Beal is six three, and he can play make. Beal doesn't Bradley need the ball Beal either. plays a lot bigger than Donovan Mitchell. Does. Correct. Yeah, you're right. He plays like he's six five. Mitchell plays yeah. like he's six four, though. I think so. Beal is also one of the best cutting guards in the NBA. When I saw Mitchell's height, I was shocked. I didn't think he was that short. He it's plays. Short. He plays that way when he's dunking. Defensively, yeah. he's small. Yeah. He don't rebound a ball. Nope. I don't it, like the way he makes it. And even but, defense. But he's more realistic. They're not getting Bradley Beal. Let me, let me, let me, ask, right let me ask guy this, though, because these are the two scenarios I came up with. Or Zach. Are you going with this? Oh, That's a possibility. Him, are you going this scenario where you trade Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson picks for Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell, or you trade Tyler Hero, you throw in Bam, and go get a Joel Embiid? You're not getting Joel Embiid for that. You got to throw in more, but that'll be the core of the trade. Tyler Hero, Bam, work around that to go get an Embiid. <laughs> you throw six is not, they, but the, of course you want to go get Embiid, but the Sixers have to want to give him up. They, they, why would there's just no way? But Embiid you know, also tweeted, like, "Miami is another my, star away." Ruining my this he, week in the NBA. Embiid, Embiid yeah. wants to play with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wants to play with Embiid. Embiid could force his way out of Philly and say, "I just want to go to Miami." If we, if he does that, we'll have that conversation. But I think Heat fans in the Heat organization will be setting themselves up for failure when the dude Nate his Twitter name in between it has troll. He's saying that and he know what he's doing, so we can get up here and talk about it. But he's not gonna be a. a he could have did that a, a while ago. But would you trade but Bam and Harrow? Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. for Joel and B. Yeah. Hell yeah, my eyes for closed. him in a heartbeat. For my, for my eyes, with my eyes closed. But I'll say this: he is a free agent after the end of next season. If I'm Philadelphia, and Jimmy Butler would be 35. <laughs> and and ne- after next season, mm, that's why you trade him Could so you get 34. some value from Joel. I, I might I might have trolled with that one, but he'll be old. I think you did troll with that one, bro. Thirty five's old, bro. I don't know. If He's thirty two right now. Yeah, so he'll be thirty four. He's thirty two. He turns thirty three in September four. September oh, fourteen. He'll be thirty five. Yeah, he might. He like might I was be. saying, he might be. I didn't troll with that one. Spot on. I don't know. And he, he has a my this week in the NBA. So and he plays the way he plays. You at thirty five, he has no jumper. 
Well, he had a jumper in Fake the playoffs. Fake has a jumper. He's a weirdo. Doesn't he, use he, it. He, he sucks in the regular season. Then playoffs, he turns Su- into... I don't know if sucks the word. He just doesn't shoot. He shot like 20%. That's really, yeah, he yeah, made some great. shots. But he you, know, but, um, you know, in terms of like what Miami can do, I think they're in a better position than Dallas. I also think like this run outside of like the first two rounds, I thought the Celtics series was very impressive. Um, they deserve a lot of flowers. You know, they're a team that decided not to rebuild, decided to keep adding in pieces. I think they'll continue to do that. To talk about the Mavericks briefly, I feel like the Mavericks are kind of stuck because the right now they're feeling they're facing the Brunson decision. They should bring him back 100%. There's no doubt about it that they should bring him back. They're also getting back Tim Hardaway Jr. next season, which I think he would have made at least a slight difference in to these what? past series. <laughs> it probably would have been, been a six-game series with Tim Hardaway Jr. Come on, bro. They blew a 19-point lead. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm no. just saying, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a very good player. Yeah, he is, though. But the Dallas Mavericks, there's just no avenue for them to get a star. Like, they would have to trade Brunson, and I don't think anybody is wanting Brunson in return for a Mitchell or Bradley Beal-level type of player or a Zach Levine. Really, and their biggest contracts are Dinwiddie, Bertans, Luca, like all these players. You can't trade for a star. They're gonna have to find their star through just intense scouting. Maybe you see like a G League who can maybe become something. The draft, but there's no avenue, realistic avenue for them to trade for one of these top guys. And that's patience. why I feel like the Mavericks kind of feel stuck. What do you mean by patience, man? Because you don't have an avenue, you you you, you got to be fortunate and lucky enough that you have Luca. Luca Luca by himself with these surrounding pieces was able to get you to a Western Conference Finals. Um, they needed to get him out of the first round. They did it. Now you just start building with what you can have, and you got to be patient. Bertans ain't gonna be there forever. Neither is Spencer Dinwiddie. And and when what you have to start doing if you're the Mavericks is making someone want to be there when the opportunity does come. And I think they're not a free agent destination, but we've seen guy, teams be able to get guys because you can be in a situation to win. The free agent destination ain't really luxurious no more. I'm a Knicks fan. People ain't lining up to come to the, the, the Knicks no more because you're not going to do shit there. So, But you've seen Boston has got guys before. You know what I mean? So if somebody can go play with Luka and feel that they can win, um, shit, it can happen. We see Chris Paul went to... to uh, Phoenix, that's not always the top spot. Guys are going to places. Yeah. And if you show that we got a good culture, we got the surrounding pieces, uh, you can you can get somebody, man, when the time is right. But I just don't think you need to force it. Forcing it was, was, was crazy. And if they do lose Brunson, hopefully it can be in some type of sign and trade way. Um, but, yeah, I got Miami in a better situation. They should make a trade for Donovan Mitchell. Go get somebody who's a, a better scorer than uh, Tyler Hero, especially in a playoff situation. You allow Jimmy Butler to be who he wants to be, which is not a guy that you're asking to get 30 in, a, in, in any given night in the playoffs. You allow Bam to not have to be aggressive because obviously that's not what he wants to do. And you let Donovan Mitchell focus on what he wants to focus on, which is getting buckets. Everybody wins. They were a shot, a pull-up three away from going to the finals. The Mavericks were not that close. So I have to go with the team who went seven games and was a shot away. Yeah, and even when the Suns got Chris Paul, it was fortunate because – Chris Paul had played in OKC for a year. They wanted to go into a rebuild. And they got Chris Paul for Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre in a first-round pick. So, like, Mm -hmm. they have to be fortunate in a way where there's a team that gets an aging somewhat star and they're willing to trade him for not his value. How we feel about that Jimmy Butler shot? 
We didn't, we I don't like it. We didn't talk about it. How we feel I about like this? the shot. He's shooting forty seven percent on pull up threes. I hated it. On on on, on how many? I don't know how many, but he's shooting forty seven percent. In a situation like that, you he got, makes that shot. They win. You got Al Horford on the on the back pedal. You're getting you're getting calls all night. It was either going to be a foul, two free throws, a layup, or both. And one talk to talk. I feel like he had an opportunity just rack straight to the basket. Line drive. It was him versus Horford. You remember the game. You remember how crazy the building was going. They just were on an 11-0 run. Yeah. Jimmy makes that shot. Doesn't matter what the Celtics do. The game's over. Drew. Is that wrong? Yes. Because because this is why it's wrong. Because I look at it from my basketball player eyes. Bro, flex him. Just set it up. <laughs> He's you have a a, a a cement foot Al Horford 36 backpedaling. Jimmy Butler was terrific going at the basket. The last couple of games, I don't, he had so many and ones He's I couldn't keep finisher. up with him. He is. He is. The crowd goes, the roof is off the building. If you get to the free throw line or you make it and it's tired, and we about to head to overtime. That mm-hmm. pull up three, you know what it did? It took the life out of the building because you missed. Correct. And he, he missed. Right. And it was short. I don't disagree. He missed. So uh, here we are in hindsight talking about it's a I bad shot. I knew he wasn't making that shit. Stop. I swear you to God. So do you think? You knew it. Jimmy, was, Jimmy was cooking the whole when night. he shot the shit, I'm Not like, like, damn. Like, now Jimmy let it go and I said, well, the Celtics lost you're, you're, you're crazy because i'm not once he shot the shit i'm like bro, bro, the why, moment, it was why? an it was an 11 run Al, miami was Al coming Horford crazy. is 36 year oh, old listen, back i don't disagree peddling. i don't jimmy butler has been going to the line yes. all series you're making you're gonna points. get a foul or you're gonna get an and one or you're gonna get a but, but i disagree with he the shot point. that shot and i said why did he do that i disagree with the point two. that the building would would have been going listen we know how crazy a crowd gets for a three we know but that's the fact he ain't stuff Exactly. He ain't clay. When a, a player hits a three point shot that they're not normally oh my supposed gosh. to take, so we're being literal. Yes, Drew. If he would have hit the shot and gave them the lead, no, yes, but they that's what I'm saying. There's, no, they're not. But the the Celtics aren't coming back from that. You got oh, one they had like they eleven been, no, seconds. They would have been up one with eleven seconds. And Celtics, they have Jason Tatum. And the Celtics would have just blown this a thirteen no point lead. They was gonna win. The app, the the change in momentum. You can hypothetically, you can you can make an educated guess that they will. And I can make an educated guess. That he would have went to that basket. He would have got fouled. It would have been an one. See, but then easily. So right. Well, what if? To, no, what he goes if, to the basket. Well, what if? What are we no, doing now? Well, goes, so we're, if we're playing, wanna, if so much. Let's, let's finish it though. Right. He gets to the basket. And one he, bucket. And one. What if he misses right, the line? So now we're saying best case the scenario. He's going to the line. Right. What no, if he misses one of those free throws? Hold on. I want to finish this thought. Go ahead, right, bro. I'll answer. We're saying best case scenario now, right? Where he goes to the basket on Al Horford. It's suddenly an and one, right? It That's best area. case scenario. But let's say a different scenario. He just goes to the bucket and makes the layup. That's it. It's a tie game now. Tie game. It's not a lock that you guys win in overtime. But it's but you just you oh just you just you just said they're on a 13-0 run. Boston is dead. So they're going into overtime with all the momentum in the world. Miami is loud, like you just For said. Sure. There's a 90% chance Miami probably wins in overtime. They just went on a 13-0 run and took Boston's heart out. For sure. They're, they're Boston's done. They're they just went to overtime. That three would have took their heart out That's too, it. though. He wasn't gonna make it. But, Come on, how do you? What do you mean? How do I know? He missed. He missed. He, 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 he did. He missed. He was making layups all night. Now, he, was. he was shooting jumpers too. So let me ask you a question. Game six, he was phenomenal from three point line. Yeah, when the crowd went on, he's a road killer. That's what he was. He was a road killer. No, y'all telling me that you would rather Jimmy Butler shoot threes, than go to the basket. Jimmy Butler. For that, no, no I'm for saying. For that moment. No, no, no. For that I'm, moment. 
I'm not saying I'd rather Jimmy Butler shoot a three Correct. instead of going to the basket. <laughs> Correct. I'm saying I am fine Correct. with the shot Correct. he took. I, I don't think that was a bad shot. I thought that was an in-the-moment shot. He's shooting 47% on pull-up threes. I'm fine with no, him I, taking I'm, it. If he misses a shot, I'll live with it. 47%. Well, you, live you, live with, you can't you just, tell me you that he took 11. Did he take 11? Was he taking 11 pull-up threes? <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers. All I know is right. that he's he's efficient from pull up threes though. But he's he's an efficient in the paint. And for the re- in the regular season, he shot thirty seven percent on pull up threes. So he's efficient. That shot's an efficient he's shot. An for efficient. Him. He's been efficient. He's been killing them in the paint all series, all series. Literally, like, literally. the he's same way. Y'all, the same Any way. Coach, they they would live with him shooting. Spoiled the, like the same the same the same way. That y'all are talking about Gene Butler should have drove to the basket would have got an N one layup. He could have missed the layup. He could have missed the free throw. He hey, there's so much that could you know happen. What you say after that though, you say that was the right play. You drove at an <laughs> Al Horford backpedaling. I I really, if I take the percentage, Al Horford's not a scrub though. He's a great defensive player still. Even if you say forty six, but you you put the you put the refs at home game seven in a, in a, in a chance to to make a main main play. I think you get in that foul. He he was getting it all game. Yeah, that's reasonable. I, whatever his pull up percentage is, 46, 47, I guarantee his uh, at the basket numbers are higher. Give me what you're better at. If that was Steph Curry, I, I love the shot. If it's uh, Tyler Hero, I love the shot. If it's a three, a guy who's a three point guy, I love the shot. But with 21 seconds left, you're bringing a ball up. That Come on, man. He's your best Hell player. No, He's your best player. It was one on one, bro. It was. It was one on one. Him I versus Al. Listen, I take him I every day. I mean, Jimmy I Butler was fine with a shot. Of course he was. He probably was gassed. That's why he took that bullshit. It was, yo, you're talking. I crazy. bet Jimmy Butler laid down at night and was like, "What would have happened if I attacked his slow ass?" <laughs> <laughs> so, He's so, like, "Nah, I would have had no energy for overtime." So I want to give yeah. you guys uh, two. I want to ask you guys two questions. So, you know, at least from watching the Mavericks and Warriors series, I thought the the Mavericks' biggest weakness is at center. They don't have a center. Dwight Powell is not very productive. These are four unrestricted centers that they could maybe target. You know, Derek Favors, JaVale McGee. Did you say Derek Favors? He's not a scrub. <laughs> he's better than Dwight Powell, bro. No, he's I don't know what to think of him because you they send guys to OKC to die off. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they did that to, to Al Derek Horford. Favors. Derek Favors was actually yes. productive in OKC. Really? And then they sat him. He's garbage. So, okay, Andre Drummond, or should they go and try to maybe get like a Mo Bamba? He's an unrestricted free agent. Obama can't guard, man. But the talent potential is there, though. That could be a potential, like, the, what if Obama develops the in Dallas? problem with me for Drummond is he provides no spacing. That's another guy they can help off of. But Obama sounds a little intriguing because he can space the floor at somewhat an His okay level. His protecting is good. He's built like Shet. Don't disagree. Now, Mo Bamba came out of college being able to shoot threes, so that would give them, if he can develop, then. Why you don't like Dwight Powell? He played. He's not good in the playoffs. Regular season, he'll get you there. He's a rebounder, but he doesn't do anything on offense. You want I think Drummond? Obama shot thirty percent from three this year. Yeah, that's pretty there. good. Yeah, Obama's got it. But, you, but you want Drummond? What can you, I didn't what, say I wanted Drummond. Oh, but you threw him up an option. What can Drummond? I, I had, what that was can an Drummond do that Powell can't? He's a better rebounder than him. Some rebounds is it? Nobody cares about those rebounds. It's not true. It's also, not true. this is another scenario I want to Steven give Steven Adams has a job because he's a great rebounder. He's also a great passer. He is a very good passer. You're 100% right. Yeah. So great teammate. Let's, um, let's assume the Miami Heat trade Tyler Hero to Utah for Donovan Mitchell. People have, when talking about Utah, it's often a Rudy versus Donovan Mitchell thing. Tyler Hero, who's capable of scoring 20 points a night, 
Could him and Rudy Gobert lead the Jazz to the playoffs? Absolutely no. not. This is, yo, bro, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yo, bro, he's got to ask the important question. Tyler Hero is literally, literally, not just a poor man's Donovan Mitchell, but like the literally homeless man's Donovan you Mitchell, don't think, bro. You don't think Tyler Hero is wanting to prove haters wrong? He can't He guard. said he's on he, Trey's level. He's an idiot. He, he lied. No, he he lied. lied. He just he's an, he can't guard. He can't score like Donovan Mitchell. He's he gets shaky when you get physical. You watch him play. He's literally shaky when you get physical. He's not like this that. Is, they they they're a lottery team. He's not like they need that. to be a lottery team though. But Utah's they, a lottery team. No, they need with to Tyler be. Tyler Harrell, come on, man. This this he, come, he you just got another Jordan Clarkson, man. Why do we keep doing this? You just you got two Jordan Clarksons on your team, man. I, I like it for the Heat, but this is definitely a finesse for the Jazz. I don't really think Tyler Hero is that guy if, if teams are zeroed in on him night in, night out. I think that's a different type of pressure and fire that guys don't the really need. for Tyler got to stop. No, I'm just asking a question. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not mad at the question. I I'm never said. I'm just saying because people have often said if you switch Mitchell with a volume score that can fill the same role, they can make the playoffs. Is like a volume score yet. That's because he has, I mean, averaging 20 points off the bench, you can argue if he gets to first, if he's the first option, he could average 23, 24 a game. He's playing against the second unit. That's true. But I think we'll see, though. He, he's shown versus starters he can he has shown, he can he yes. can play he at was, that level. But not during the playoffs. Well, because he's not No, he's not him. Anywhere yeah, that's all, that's all. That's really all it is. He's take, not he's take not one aged of those. No. swimming. Oh yeah, no. We were we were on the right side of history. Pool clear. Such a shame. You picked Miami though. I did. That is your biggest L. They lost in seven. I'm sorry. That's man. not even a bad no, L. No, it's that's a, no, that's a, that's your that's biggest a, L is rooting uh, not choosing against the Celtics every single time. My biggest L was Brooklyn. I'll take that. But I feel like Heat in seven was a good L. That's mm. a good L. Fair enough. Seven. And Milwaukee in seven also. Was a that's a good L. L. Yeah. The bad L was Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Agreed. I did Agreed. This week in the NBA, what are your this week in the NBAs? I know Drew. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go first because, unfortunately, Joel kind of threw mine out here already. Joel Embiid tweeting out, like he already mentioned, Joel Troll Embiid tweeted out, Miami needs another star. Now, just a couple questions for you guys. Is this Joel Embiid just trying to get people riled up and have a conversation going like we're having right now? Or is there? do you guys feel like there's a genuine concern within Joel Embiid that <laughs> – the Sixers have not put a team around him that is cohesive enough to win a championship, and he's tired of it. And he wants to go run it with a team that has shown time in, time out that they can put a competent roster together. I think they have put a team. At one time, they did it with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. And, and ben, I think he was extremely upset that year when they let Jimmy walk. But um, I don't. I think Joel really loves Philly. I think he's a really loyal guy. I think he will stay. He feels like he can be the best player in the championship team. He's very confident. He's very. He's somebody he would go to the Heat and be the best player on. The championship but I feel like team. he's a guy who feels like, like in Philly, that's his city, his home. He admires that so much, and he feels like he can be the best player. He can win it here. So I don't think I see Joel Embiid leaving anytime soon. You know, I think, and I think Philly has made, aside from Tobias Harris resigning for thirty-five million dollars. I think they've made okay moves. You know, bringing in Seth Curry was a good move. You know, trying to bring in James Harden to compliment Embiid was a good idea. I won't say, you know, it's a good I idea. I understand what you're saying. Jimmy Butler, that trade, good move. You know, Ben Simmons, at the, you know, him playing, of course. drafting him, good move. So they've made good moves. Bringing in Doc Rivers, good idea. They've tried to do things with Joel Embiid, just stuff that hasn't worked out. I'm with you there. The shot changed everything. The shot would have put him in the ECF. For sure. I don't know if they would have beat Milwaukee, but... Of the last four seasons, he's had three teams that... He was hurt this year. And if he, he wasn't was. hurt against Miami, we don't know how that series could have went. But 
We know that when he was hurt, they lost two. When he came back, they won two. And we can also talk about last year where he definitely didn't fold up to par. And they folded. Like you mentioned with Jimmy Butler, that team just lost to the shot. I think we're getting close to Embiid asking for a trade. I just feel like it's coming. Um, it really depends on the version to get a James Harden next year because he's going to opt into his player option. The same way I feel like with Dallas, the same way I feel like with Philly. I don't see an avenue for them to improve. If you trade Tobias Harris, you're making a lateral move, if not getting worse, because any team willing to take on Tobias's contract is not going to give you an equal return on the assets. Tyrese Max, you got to hope he takes another step. The depth is still bad. Where's the cap space going to come from to sign better players? And James Harden, which version are you getting? I feel like Philly's stuck. And another down season, I see Embiid asking for a trade. He asked you a question, Pee Wee. I was talking I to hear. I was talking to oh. <laughs> We we basically spoke about it a little bit earlier. Joel Embiid. Do you think he's gone? Do you think he's staying? Oh, I Do you thought think somebody was, was talking in the background. Nah, facts, I nah. Nah, facts. Oh, no, 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 no. I, yeah. Uh, I don't see it happening. I'm with Riv. Like, that's his city. I think he's a guy that wants people to come with him versus chasing and running around. I think he is going to keep doing his stuff, though, because I do think he wants them to start putting together the right team. Uh, the whole Ben mess was crazy. Then he went out there and he really carried them before hard, the hard trade. Uh, now you bring in Harden. He said it on the podium. He's not the same player. I think that's what really, really, really comes down to is what type of contract are they going to give him? James Harden exit interview was very, very interesting because he was saying he was going to be willing to do whatever he could to help this team win a championship. Um, they even asked him about the money, and he was saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get. <laughs> so guys say that, but then he still get the max, and now we all looking great. But if he does something that we ain't expecting, that could change a lot. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with trading Tobias Harris and not getting equal value. That goes back to the less is more theory. You don't Trying to match value messes you up. You that, might get a guy who fit. does less than Tobias, but it may fit you better because you don't even need what Tobias offers. Like so I'm Tucker. okay with that. Um, but, yeah, I do think the depth is a concern. Uh, but I think they're not that far away. James Harden ain't James Harden, but I don't think you need him to be. I just think you need to surround him with more shooters. It can't be throwing it out to Matisse Thibel ass or depending on George's Niang to hit three threes. Uh, Shake Milton playing 15 minutes, then 25, then six minutes. They got to go get some guys who are um, a little bit more legitimate from the, the perimeter. But I think they got they got something. There. I'm not writing them off. I, think, I just don't see him requesting a trade. That would be just so weird. I think Tobias for two role players would be solid. Two role players that fit the system. You know, Joel playing out his contract and going into free agency and entertaining to leave eventually. I wouldn't doubt that, but requesting a trade. It's after one season. Ben Simmons do it and all yeah. of that. That would be wild. It's one season. He's a free agent after the end of next season. I think right, Philly, so yeah. would, the city of Philly would understand. I think they take it in different ways. With, with Ben Simmons, I feel like it was... He quit, he quit on Philly. He quit on where him. Embiid, it would be like he's done all he can and he just wants to win somewhere else. He ain't done all he can. He hasn't made it out the second round once. He just started changing stuff around. His diet was terrible. He just started turning in the league. Yeah, Joel Embiid ain't been perfect, man. He got locked. What's your this week in the NBA, Riff? My this week in the NBA? Um, <laughs> CJ McCollum joined ESPN nice. as an NBA analyst, and I love this. You know, we just seen... Pat Bev going to world tour, you know, Drake-like tour. We've seen J.J. Reddick cook up Stephen A. Smith for months now. You know, I, I love the fact that NBA players are now starting to join the analyst world and starting to talk about real hoops because I feel like they bring a different dynamic. You know, I, I respect what media members do. 
I respect what they they do for this because even though they don't play ball, they have this in that thinking. But I think NBA players bring a different thought process, a different mindset to the game because they see things differently. They've been in the locker rooms. They understand it. Like guys like Kendrick Perkins, I don't really think we need him no more. Like I think the new guys, <laughs> he be chatting. But I think like, the new, like even Steven Jackson sometimes, he just say shit from too much of a gangster perspective. Matt Barnes and stuff. I think now these new, like, even though Pat Bev said, like, he went on a little Chris Paul rant. It was a little crazy. But after that, he kind of gave you, like, he kind of got better. Draymond Green, now CJ McCollum. So I like that this is. The NBA is going in a different direction, and I love it. By this week in the NBA, Zion clear to play without any restrictions. Finally. Pelican surprise team in the, of the NBA this upcoming season. Without a doubt. That's your new fandom? Um, that is a team I'm going to have an agenda for. Correct. Me as well. Okay. Same as Minnesota, have an agenda for them as well. Just, no doubt. It's funny because I claim I'm the guy with all the teams. Whoa. I mean, as an analyst, you got to ride with a squad. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you are a Chicago fan with a Warriors jersey on and the color of your you sure we want to go and down the color the of route. your braids are gold and silver right now. You sure your we, beads. You, you sure we want to go down the jersey your, route? Your hair does look very cool. Thank you. Your beads are gold and silver. You are a Knicks fan, and you have eight Harden jerseys in here. I'm a James Harden fan, too, though. I'm a Steph Curry fan. I have a Steph jersey. You're a Paul George fan, too. You're, a, you're a Clippers fan. You gave me a Paul you're George a Clipper, shirt. You're a Clippers you a fan. You're a Warriors fan. You're a Bulls fan. No, I'm a Paul George fan. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm crying. And you're a Hawks Admitting fan. Admitting being a Warriors fan. I am not a Hawks fan. You're a Cam Reddish, Reddish fan. Yes. So you're a Knicks fan, too. No. I I'm with all of that. I think that's fine. Having a team and a bunch of players. But when you have, like, uh, Derek from our podcast, he likes the Spurs, Bulls, <laughs> Trailblazers. When you like three teams, I ain't with that. But you can like a bunch of players. And he likes that, a lot of, like, mid-teams. But listen, and I, I mid-teams agree. Too. I agree. <laughs> no, nah, like oh, Spurs, oh, Blazers. Yeah, that was our mid-teams. Like Spurs, yeah. Blazers. You know he's not bandwagon, though. He just... Randomly likes mid teams. You don't know. Trouble is, no, I actually have a, I have a would you rather for this. Uh, uh-huh, I got my, I got my this week in the NBA. Hey, oh, okay, okay, let's go. Okay. I, I, I couldn't forget week. about you. Didn't you didn't have one last time. That's why we kind of skipped you. Did I not have one? Not that he did. He uh, did have one last time. Yeah, really? he did. He did. I don't be remembering, man. Um, look, look, he don't got one. <laughs> Zach Levine, man. Zach Levine, very interesting. Him, with t- him being in LA with TMZ, number one. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then number two, I just seen a picture with him, Rich Paul, and Don Cheeto on a golf course. Zach Levine is acting real, real Hollywood, man. He saw so, the clutch. I, I, yeah, and I don't. That's I, I'm nah. the the <laughs> Laker thing seemed far fetched, but now it's seeming more real. He's yeah. not denying nothing. You know, Zach is a is a blunt guy. Yeah, you would He's have to a get Westbrook. No, we're I've getting, been a Zach fan since you know UCLA. You know who we're getting, right? You're not getting AD. We are getting AD. You're insane. We're getting AD. You're insane. I promise you. You can take There's, all. You can take. We'll LeBron, give you Vooch. You no, get Zach. No, Fine. No. Give us AD. No. LeBron would never allow it to happen. Well, we're not getting Westbrook. I'll tell you what. Bring me Levine. Bring me Levine. I won't shut that up. That changes the landscape of the NBA. Bring me Zach Levine. Levine I won't shut up. If you get Levine, I will officially be a Lakers fan. Ah, you're in. I'm lying. You're in. I will never in my life be a Lakers LeBron fan. Wow, you see how genuine that was, too? You're fake. You're fake. I got you. You did get me. I have a would you rather, and this is Jimmy Butler edition. Pee-wee edition. Pee-wee edition. No cap. Would you rather Jimmy Butler edition Paul George? Paul George. George. So all you guys going Paul George, Drew, you're thinking about it? takes so long. You know what? God forbid I put a little thought behind it. <laughs> I would go. One guy's led a team to, to the finals. Don't do I'm that. I'm going Jimmy Butler. 
Okay. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Prime James Harden. Prime James Harden. What the prime prime James Harden. Harden. I see what you did there. So this so Prime James Harden versus Jimmy Butler is not a question at all for you guys. Not a thought in my mind. Jimmy Butler's made the conference finals twice. The finals won. Played the Warriors, and he gave him. He played Kevin Durant. The best series that best team. So this is not even. It's undoubtedly yes. I know you tweeted it. We're talking about get a get a gauge of it. No, it ain't. This actually like Twitter shit. It was actually like some sixty forty though. Yeah, see Twitter and, stuff. And stupid. Uh, because Prime James Harden is one of the best scorers we've ever seen in our lives. You could say that, but you can also say that this version of Jimmy Butler can fit on more teams than that version of this, James this Harden. This version of Jimmy Butler and, would got swept by the Kevin Durant Warriors. And Jimmy Correct. Butler's two way presence allows him to. All right, uh, so what's your answer? I'm going with James Harden. Okay, but, so then what's the conversation? <laughs> hey, next Prime man? James Harden with that NB, we have a different conversation. That's facts. No, the Heat yeah. aren't in where they are. No. <laughs> Just that. Jason Tatum. JT Tatum, Jason Tatum. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Jim Butler. No, hell no. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. KD, we not doing this. KD. I didn't know. No, KD. What about Anthony Davis? Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Can, can you throw the disclaimer? The healthy AD. Can you do that? Like you gave me prime James Harden. Can I? Can you say healthy AD? Well, yeah. Assuming AD's healthy, and y'all are still saying Jimmy Butler. Healthy AD. AD was healthy when he was healthy this year. He they didn't change shit for the Lakers. Give me Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. I'm going Anthony Davis. Okay, I'm I gotta actually, take hard over skill sometimes. I'm, that's what I've been seeing. Okay, I understand. P, I'm actually curious that you took Butler. I mean, you took Harden over Butler, considering that I'm, I know that you were high on Harden for a long time, but as of recently, it kind of feels like the truth has kind of made you, you open your eyes to Harden. You put prime before okay. that Harden. If you say Harden now, give me James, Jimmy Butler. I feel Harden, like it's just prime. Harden now. There's no, I, I don't even think it's a debate right now. Yeah, there's no debate. Exactly. Prime Harden is why I'm so upset with current Harden because he made <laughs> me feel fooled. Because I really was thinking he was the third best shooting guard to ever play this game. And I, <laughs> I take my basketball knowledge to the extreme and he let me down, made me look stupid. I don't look stupid often. And when he's the reason that I look stupid, I have a problem with him. Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker? Devin Booker. That is a very good one. I'm not letting my bias get in. Me. Jimmy Butler. Gotta go I got to go Jimmy so Butler. So question, are you are you taking Paul George or you're taking... I've been said Paul George Devin, is better than Devin Booker. DeMar DeRozan? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Zach Levine? Jimmy Butler. DeMar DeRozan had a stretch this year where he looked better than the, the Jimmy Butler, but the playoff switch... Is what tops it. Yep. Jimmy Butler. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Zach Levine? Yeah. Jimmy Butler, easily. Jimmy Butler. Trey Young. Trey Young. Trey Young. It's a good question. Defense. The matters. right, Defense the right matters. shit around Trey Young. Which is Trey, why I kind of pressure. regret taking D Book over over Jimmy Butler because of the defense. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler over Devin Booker. Uh however, for Trey Young, I think I might go Jimmy I might go Jimmy Butler also. That's a good one. I'm not even mad at you taking Jimmy. Trey just Trey does Young. so much. Trey Young. You going Trey? I got to go Trey. Ice Trey? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. His so offense in, in Europe, uh, do you have another name? No, that's it. Okay, so I, I have a question. Is Jimmy Butler, where is he? Is he top He's 11? a top 15, he's top, top certified player. I think he's top 12, right. 13. So Trey's top 10 certified? No, no, they're both top 15 I'm asking, Oh, top, but that's he's saying top 12. Would you take Trey Young or would you take Jimmy Butler? That's to tough. be the leader of my team, like it depends. Like if it's like a heat culture environment, Jimmy. But if it's a free flowing 
environment, I probably take Trey Young. That's such a so, tough question. So, so nine times out of ten, you're taking Trey Young. It's not yeah. many Heat culture environments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a tough question. Like for the Knicks, I take Trey Young over Jimmy Butler. Really? I agree. Yes, one hundred percent. They're they're the, they're a part of the fourteen best players in the league. But I feel like Jimmy Butler could go to the Knicks and that type. Oh wait, I'm I'm lying because it didn't work out with uh, Minnesota and Thibodeau was the head coach. I apologize. You're right. They made the playoffs though. No, for sure. It was actually a fifth, fourth seed before Jimmy messed and honestly, up. Honestly, I don't even feel like that was a, a Tom Thibodeau and, and Jimmy Butler issue, more so of a Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. I now. mean, my top 10 is just, I mean, it's um, no order. Giannis, Jokic, Luka, uh, LeBron, KD, Steph, Tatum, considering Kawhi's coming course, back healthy. Of course. Um, Embiid. Embiid. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about him. Then this is where, like, Trey Young comes in, Jimmy Butler, Devin Paul Booker, George. Paul George. Those four can swap out for 10. So, yeah, so I think Jimmy Butler, like on his best day, is a top 10 player. That's sure. why I like the, the third, those are like the 13, 14 best players okay. in the league. Okay, I'm fine with that. He's, he's definitely solidified top 15. Oh, he's him. On to the next topic. The Lakers signed Darvin Ham to be the new head coach. He, they agreed to a four year deal, and former player, longtime assistant. Last year, something similar happened with Ime Udoka. When he was named the Celtics head coach. And now the Lakers are trying to follow a similar strategy. Don't disagree. We talked a little bit about maybe Zach Levine joining LeBron James because he has been seen with Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, etc. Love it. Now, what are your thoughts on the Lakers signing Darvin Ham? What are your what is your outlook on the Lakers this upcoming season? Will they outlook live up to expectations? All right, least? I'm gonna I'm gonna halt off on the outlook for the Lakers' expectations. I, I got some time. Let me finish this year before I have to think about the Lakers and, and start to stress. I respect that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Pee Wee. Um, I'll say this: I'm 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 interested. I'm very intrigued uh, by the transitive property. Uh, Ham is transitive property. Uh, let me finish by the transitive property. Uh, <laughs> Ham is of the Spurs tree, okay. where Budenhoser is a. a a Greg Pop disciple, and obviously Budenholzer gives his knowledge nice to him. Exactly. Right? We not? No, 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 no. That's I why I said the transitive property. That's why I said the transitive property. I'm not. That's not my main thing. I, I wasn't trying to get there and say that he's he's going to be all this <laughs> knowledgeable. To be great. from no. the tree, you got to be from. That's the why tree. I said transitive property. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's not a direct I don't know what that means. I apologize. Well, Chicago, I apologize. Public public house. Uh, <laughs> I go to public earlier. Public high school earlier, Drew said conceptive. No, copacetic. You guys, y'all should know what copacetic. I know what that means. Exactly. You a different level yeah. of thinking, bro. You smart. You Thank a, you. You know, I, we're genius. all smart here. We're all smart. Nah, he ain't smart. He intelligent. Thank you. Yo, Pee Wee, that really means a lot, truthfully. <laughs> you said a bunch of words just now. I don't uh-huh. know what you said. Like, <laughs> That's okay, man. Right. That's okay. But he has a, a ton of experience coming in. LeBron had to sign off on it, so you're automatically the main piece, the most important piece is on board with you. I'm excited. The main thing for me personally is he must have come in and said, especially with the talks of Russell Westbrook most likely being on the Lakers, there must have been some conversation between front office and Ham that Ham could make Russell Westbrook work with this team. That had to be the main thing, and that was the main reason why he was hired because you need a head coach that's going to find a way to incorporate Russell Westbrook into this lineup where it works and you're seeing the best results possible. So I'm optimistic. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him get to work with the guys, and it, it, should, be, it should be fun to see. I'm always excited about new head coaches. You know, assistants becoming head coaches their first year. I just want to see how it is. How you do? Can this be possibly a new coach that jumps into the elite category? Another thing really quick. We're seeing a lot of ex-players come in and have success. The only one I guess you could say is is uh, Steve Nash that really hasn't been the brightest. But even Jason Kidd, when he first came out, it took him some time to to adjust. And now Jason Kidd is very I think role players are much better as head coaches. 
Willie hey, Green's really Ham was great. a part of the uh, he really great. He was, he was, Jason Kidd wasn't a role player, Joe. Come you're right, now. but he yeah, he's like an anomaly though. No, but he's saying he thinks role players are better Steve head coaches. Steve Kerr, Ime Udoka, Rock Rivers. But Jason Kidd, point. you got to put respect on Jason Kidd as no, one yeah, of the of course, best head coaches in the league now. Of course, Dar- Darvin Ham was a part of uh, the Hawks when they were on that. Yep. They were the uh, worst number one seed in NBA history. The former Laker assistant. Yep, he was also on the Bucks too when they was on of their little the run. Championship. So, intriguing, like you said, intriguing. For me, though, the coach doesn't move me. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like, it, it it just, you know, you guys were so bad. And, like, you, you put a really shit roster together. <laughs> and, like, Anthony Davis was hurt. And, like, LeBron did everything he to. could. And Westbrook was, like, a bottom 30 point guard in the league. So it's, like, it's intriguing, yes. But it just doesn't move me. Because, I, like you said, I don't want to say outlet. Because I want to see what the rest of the roster looks mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. before I can fully gather my information. The only thing I know right now is you still have LeBron, you still have THT, you still have Westbrook, you still have AD, Thank you. you still have Reeves, you still have a couple other guys after that. I believe you picked up Stanley Johnson's offer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think another player. So you still have these guys. So I'm really, yes, I'm intrigued, but I'm also not moved at all because Ham is a rookie coach. I don't know how LeBron and a rookie coach are going to play out. It's tough already. LeBron with coaches, Anthony Davis's health. Now you have to not as a rookie and people people shit on Nash a lot, but he had a lot to deal with in his first year as Without a coach. A like that's a tough situation. And now Ham is walking in having to fix Westbrook as a player, deal with the whole new roster construction and also handle LeBron and AD's health. So I think this is a lot on his plate as a rookie head coach. So I'm not moved by this move. I have to see more. I agree. I like this move. Um, I think it was much better than get, getting a Terry Stotts or trying to go out and get a Doc Rivers, which that was a rumor at one point. No, thank you. Um, I think this is a good hire. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I hope for the best because the Lakers are a horrible situation. and Horrible is so strong. I feel like Darvin Ham might be put in a position where he is going to fail because LeBron James is getting older. He is 38 years old. Russell Westbrook is been declining. You don't even want to. They're going to keep Westbrook because if you trade him, you got to attach a first round pick to him. And Anthony Davis. You bring me Levine. See ya. And Anthony Davis can't play a full season, and he's he's un, he's always unhealthy. Last season, as much as people want to put the blame on Frank Vogel, they had. Of the 41 lineups they started, they only started 41 line. They started 41 lineups in 82 games. That's basically a different lineup every other game. They did not have a single five-man lineup play 100 minutes this season. We had more lineups 100 than minutes. That's, that's what, five games together? That's just five games together. Because of this, if there is no continuity, there is no room for a coach to make a big impact. I think Frank Vogel was a fine coach. I agree. I don't think it was his fault last year. I don't. You know, how will Westbrook now be used? Is he going to be used as more of a screener? Is LeBron going to be off the ball more? They have to still fix the center spot because last year, lineups that involved Westbrook or Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan were outscored by 8.6 points per 100 possessions. They were awful. You got to get a stretch big. They're not just out there floating around. And then your free agents, I mean, it's your whole team. Malik Monk. Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley, Ken Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony. You know, these aren't very good players, but last offseason, you signed a bunch of aging role players, and then everybody's surprised why they all got hurt. 
It's because they're they're old. Their body isn't as durable as it once was. I think Darvin Ham is is set up in a position to fail because LeBron James realistically is this year and it's it's over, right? It's over Not for the Lakers t- tenure. Oh, no. you're saying that he might be gone. Yeah, it's over for the Lakers tenure. Yep. So after this year, LeBron could leave, and now you are left with what? You're left with nothing. AD. <laughs> you're left with Anthony Davis, and at that point, what direction are the Lakers heading into? I feel like the Lakers aren't going to be much better than they are next season than they were this past season. Oof. They're going to be a team if that's in, in the plane. If AD's healthy, maybe that's a big if. But if, yeah. you, if you're keeping Westbrook or you're not getting a Levine, if it's Westbrook, AD, and LeBron— yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Lakers' chances. That's the difference, though. The Lakers, the Lakers set themselves up for failure because of the fan base and the expectation is always the top. I look at it as in this first year with them, try to be better, obviously compete. But Russell Westbrook is on the last year of his deal. That forty-seven million yep. is off. So if I'm if I'm LeBron, I, I I don't do the disservice to my my legacy and leaving. I'm not leaving. Like, where where am I even going? I'm staying there. We opened up another uh, max contract slot. And this time, we either go and get a guy who fits what we do or we break that money down. Stop name chasing. That's the problem with the Lakers. They've got an obsession with this name and Russell Westbrook and his set. That shit don't work. It's a new age. The, the Milwaukee Bucks won a championship with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday as the surrounding pieces. They didn't need to go and get a top this, top that, he, this many all-star. He got his own signature shoe. That shit is overrated. It's a new generation. So if they if, if they can get key things down, they'll be good. And I think Darvin Ham being an ex-player, um, getting co-signed by LeBron early on on Twitter, getting that stamp. Yep. Hopefully, it can at least get them to be bought in. It didn't feel like the Lakers were bought in last year. Uh, Frank Vogel was set up from, for failure just because how you hire a coach, pick his staff for him, and then everybody on his staff is somebody who could replace him. Now, I don't know how he kept that job anyway. Once they did that, I would have been like, you know what? Never mind. I'm cool. <laughs> um, so if they could just get the buy-in and at least try. How many games are we watching? The Lakers didn't even try defensively. They, they, You know what I mean? Like, So if they could just get that down pack and he can get the respect um to get some effort because when these dudes do try when anthony davis is locked in when lebron is at his best it's a totally different team they got to make they got to make some things shake though they need to to stretch that money that they do have they got to go try to get some jeremy lambs auto porters they got to try to steal <laughs> gary payton a sec they got to make this amount of money stretch into these surrounding pieces but um yeah they they create i watched a laker video today from lakers uh their youtube channel or something Somebody was talking about the hire, and he's showing the Bucks offense and what they could bring to the Lakers. And when I look, everybody in the comments, I click because I'm like, how can this work without the the, the players? <laughs> and everybody in the comments saying the same thing, like, yeah, this scheme looks good and all, but we don't have anybody that could shoot. So you can talk about spacing how the Bucks space all you want, but if you have Russell Westbrook spotting up in the corner, it won't matter. Yeah. So the Lakers got some work to That's do. Bruce man. Brown. Yeah, I feel like Darvin Ham, you know, I love Darvin Ham as a as a hire and I hope him I hope he has success, but it just feels like the Lakers it, it, they're not a good situation for it. We need our Dorian Finney-Smith, we need our Herb Jones. We don't we lack that. You thought that was Trevor Ariza. I did. You said a lot of good names. Of course. I, we need one of those. We need those type of players. We no, need y'all don't want that, though. To get those guys, you have to do a certain amount of work and have a certain amount of trust. Lakers don't want that. They uh, want her, people that's already established no, sure. and already have names. Oh, I agree. No, I, I What you're saying is 100% sound. Y'all did try. Stanley Johnson, you Wayne should have kept the team you had that came out the bubble. You're, you could not be more right. The, the, the fact that we broke that up really does hurt my heart. 
I wasn't mine to see Kuzma go, though. I'm not going to lie. Of course you were. I'm not mad. Kuzma, KCP. KCP, I miss. Caruso, I miss dearly. Kuzma could mm. go. <laughs> Kuzma could go. On to the next topic. The Orlando Magic have a big-time decision to make in regards to the first overall pick. Now, last time when you were on the show, P, I can remember that you have Paolo Boncaro as your best prospect in this draft. Has that changed since then? Nope. Say, Absolutely not. So Paolo is still the best in your eyes. Does that mean the Magic should draft the number one, or are you going a different direction? I'm going if, – if, if, if I were the Magic, Though everything on a, in, in, through the grapevine seems like he won't be the first overall pick. I would take him, though. You have everything um, that, that, that's there. You just need a go-to guy. They have a talented uh, guy in Franz Wagner. Cole Anthony took strides. Wendell played really well um, as, as, a, as a post player for them. Uh, Jalen Suggs didn't have the best rookie year, but you drafted him fourth, so you still have to believe in him and roll with him. But um, Jonathan Isaac coming off his injury, Chumo Kiki, you have some promising things there, but all out of all the names that I just named, none of them show potential to be a go-to guy to get you a bucket. And you have a prime chance and opportunity to go get that. And if you look at all the teams that are successful, we just talked about the Heat. We just talked about the Celtics, the Warriors, the Grizzlies. Everybody has the, a guy that you can lean on. And he he is it. And I don't know why in the world they won't take him. But it sounds like they won't. Uh, Jabari seems like a complimentary guy that if you had like somebody like Shea, if you had Shea Gilgis-Alexander already and you have Josh Giddy, some trade man, Jabari can stick in, boom, pick and pop, knock down some shots, play off of those guys. But Paolo is a guy that you can, you know, say, hey, five seconds left in this game, make something happen and you go get it. Chet, the defensive up, upside is there, but, you know, the whole championship wins you champion, uh, defense wins you championships. That shit is capped. You got to be able to be a complete team. You got to put the ball in the basket, man. So, yeah. But the they, the people who run them drafted Giannis. They drafted Jonathan Isaac, Obama. They like size. They like all of that. So they're going to probably take Chet. If it's between one of those two guys, Chet or Jabari, who are you going with? Um, If it's between those two, I'm, I'm probably taking Jabari just because he has higher uh higher offensive upside. But then again, part of me is like, damn, do you just take Chet then if that's the case? Because Jabari, I don't know. I have my I had I was a guy that projected and predicted that he was going to jump into this number one conversation in the preseason of the college basketball year. Um, but I don't I don't know if I'm taking him over those guys. Just take Chet, I guess. I have no idea. I really want Paulo. I really want Paulo, but between those two, it becomes very interesting. Um I guess Chet, man. Give me Chet, I guess. One thing I'll say about Chet is I do worry about his frame. Uh, maybe that might be a little bit unfair to him, but if he's trying to enforce his will down low, I do have worries that he's going to get bullied and not be able to get down low. Of course, his size is great, and his ability to to extend the floor is really good as well, but I feel like Jabari's ability to get into the paint is going to be more consistent, more reliable. He's not a bad shooter at, at either for, for his size at all. And defensively, he he's versatile enough to to play the one through to to, to defend one through five. Also, of course, I think Chet is going to be the better defender. He has, or excuse me, he has the better upside on defense. But as Pee alluded to, I agree. I think Jabari offensively provides you a little bit more safety, and that's why I think I lean Jabari. His concerns with his frame too. He didn't impose his will much uh, in the interior. He shot a lot of. He, that's one of my things. He shoots a. I, I love the um, unicorn guys because mm-hmm. uh 
well, I used to, because we had Przingis in New York and, you know, to have the seven footer who can block shots, shoot threes, and then also expose a mismatch in the paint. It that's, that's what you always want. But what ends up happening is those guys don't do any of that. They block a couple shots and then they shoot 80% of their shots from the perimeter. They sure. don't expose miss. Like look at Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jack, the hope is for him to be the five. I have no faith that he can be a five. Agreed. Yeah. Have also, no faith. also Jabari Smith, like you mentioned, finish. I think, I think that's what's missing in Jabari's game. The ability to get to the basket and finish at a consistent level. Yes. It feels like he's just a shooter. And you look at these like this statistic right here. It's by NBA University on Twitter. Um, Jabari Smith, if he gets drafted with a top 10 pick, which he's going to get drafted by a top 10 pick, he will have the lowest two point field goal percentage at 43.5% amongst any top pick in the last 10 years. He's a generationally great three point shooting prospect, but in terms of everywhere else, finishing mid-range ball handling passing doesn't do anything outside of that for what 610 i, I don't need you to be the world's best ball handler yeah um, but i mean a finish, no, but you want somebody that can cr- of course i understand that's why saying. i like him next to like i like him a lot uh hollow 610 like he could do that and um well, i mean no, he has he has wiggle <laughs> i mean last week you said you're taking shot yeah yeah because um it's a little bit of kind of what peewee said um Orlando's in a weird situation. They have a lot of potential, but they don't have a go-to guy, right? And you look at Jabari, he was the number one guy in Auburn. So none of us think Franz can be that. I was going to no. say. No, no, no. No. What, what, no. what, what, what has he done to make you his game? No, that's not his game. I don't I think, think this. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I just had to check. I, think, I just think that sets a guy like, he's such a good player. You're setting him up for failure if you no, want no, that. No, because I know a lot of Magic fans, because uh, they, they, a lot of Magic fans don't like me on Twitter, so... Because of that, they have talked about Franz and propped them up to the level of these other, like Evan Mobley, Cade, Scotty level guys. So that's why I'm asking the question because a lot of Magic fans view Franz as a potential number one option. I think Shet, if you pick Shet, you're literally heightening heightening your defensive potential. If you pick Bonkera, you're bringing in the number one go-to scorer that you need. So it's like... Jabari, you you pick Jabari, like you said, he doesn't take a lot of twos. He even on his jump shots, he takes a lot of tough jumpers. He's kind of slow on his feet. The handles needs work. With Shet, like I said, you get a guy who can come in and defensively you put him around guys. They can be a really good defensive team in year one. Maybe not offensively, that's still something to work on, but defensively, Orlando was already a good defensive team at being that young. They can really be a really good defensive team down the line. And with Boncara, he's not a cone but you bring in a go-to score you surround him around defense so i think for orlando those two guys are like the best spots but between shet and jabari i don't see why they would like you said they pick off length size jonathan isaac wagner you know mo bamba they they pick these type of players even Suggs, his measurements as a guard it's pretty big you know so i think they don't not pick Shet, you know, defensively, he would be amazing for them. He can play the four, Wendell at the five, even when they want to go small or big. Like, I just dream of a scenario where Wagner, Isaac, and Shet are out there together. That's a pretty, like, cohesive eventually def- yeah, cohesive defensive yeah. lineup. So, for me, I got Shet. I don't know why um, people still mention Jonathan Isaac in the Magic's future plans. Show some respect, man. I'm just being honest. Show I mean, some respect. When is, when's the last time he's played? You're right, but at the same time, come I on. see more videos of what him preaching magic- at, at <laughs> seminars and churches than I do him <laughs> playing basketball. Like, literally, he has turned into a full-blown preacher. Man, that's hilarious. Listen, 
Magic Magic fans don't have much going for him. I'm just saying, it's but Jonathan actually, Isaac, it's Jonathan do, Isaac though. is a career nine points per they game. I'm not a, missing that. They have much. It's a defense, though. It's a yeah, defense. like he's great defensively, but Isaac is not somebody that I look at and I'm like, I withdrew, man. Wow, Magic that's a good. Young they don't core. got much. Like they have, they have the, now. They do, but they I see why out. they hung on to Jonathan. Like Isaac. he's an elite defender. I think I, well, they're was. that starting lineup next season should be Suggs, Markel, because they're probably going to go with that one two. Franz Wendell and whoever they draft. Whether it's Boncaro, Shet, or Jabari, they're all going to start. And people are going to say that he forgot about Cole Anthony. No, he did not. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say Cole Anthony don't start. Cole Anthony should be the sixth man. If you you look at his numbers. I used to think that too, but he he, he showed a lot this year. It's just you can't give up on Suggs that quickly. Markel Fultz has the playmaking over In my opinion, he showed a lot due to opportunity. His efficiency was horrible. Uh, Horrible. From both Who's on that field. team efficiency was great. No, nope. Markel, Markel, Franz, Franz, Franz. I'm talking about the guard spot. Franz, oh, ain't no one, be a point guard. no one, no one. All but right, no, so you have Markel and you have Suggs. You have to trust the development of Suggs. I think they'll start Fultz and Suggs because of the defensive ability and because they're both okay playmakers. And you have to trust the you know maybe of maybe I'm wrong and maybe a couple years from now we'll we'll look at this pick and be like, man, that guy was a star, but. Really, this draft is not the draft to feel good about the number one pick. Shit, I, I beg to differ. Ben Carroll is that's right there. That's because nah, you're thinking about Carroll. Nice. But if we're talking about a, a scenario where they're only looking at Shet and Jabari, Shet could be I don't, something, man. I don't, I don't think. I, I'm not the I have my fan. worries about Shet. Shet could be something, man. I, <sighs> Listen, if his yeah, genes don't I, I fail. I like Shet a lot, too. I, I'm not concerned with his frame. Oh, really? I think he'll grow into it. He'll yeah, build He's been fine this time. It. If your frame really matters, it would hinder you from being the number one pick. Not only that, but in, in March Madness, we saw Memphis face off against Gonzaga, and he handled his own against Jalen Duren pretty well. And Jalen Duren is 250, 6'11". He already has an NBA body, and no, yeah, he's Shet, a grown man. Shet was fine against him. So, you know, I, I don't... I don't I, that's, if, a, that's somebody with no I would take Shet with the number one pick. I feel like Jabari, there's just too many... Like, Jabari is just Jaron Jackson to me. Because of that, I, you I think were super he's, high on Jaron Jackson. No, I don't think I he's like Jaron Jackson, but I don't think he's not number he's, one option, number one pick worthy. I don't even think he's Jaron Jackson, honestly. I like I like he's the not, Jaron Jackson comp. He's not um, Jaron Jackson defensively. There it is. Oh, so you're talking no, about yeah, offensively. Not, not, offensively, not, yeah, that's yeah, okay. that's what I mean. I thought you meant like defensively. And Jaron Jackson offensively is mid. like, you know. Oh, I'm with the you. thing about the Passable. Magic is they have shit already. Like Riv said, the defense was very solid for them to be as bad of a team as they were last year. So whoever they get is going to make them better, and they're not going to have an opportunity like this again to get the guy. So you're going to go back into the old magic way where you're like good but not get enough, so you're not getting the top-end talent to really build up. So if you have this chance, you need to go get the guy that can be the guy, which is Paulo to me. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to take him. Everything that I'm seeing, it's looking like Paulo is going to go to Houston. He won't even be the second pick. Paulo to Houston would be a great. That great would be lit. Them. I want him to go to Detroit. Yeah, if Jalen so Green, him and Jalen Green, yeah. sacks. I wanted him in Detroit so bad. Yes, nah, him the, and the Rockets need a, a real point guard, and then things can start getting interesting. So this is off topic, but I'm just on Twitter right now, and it's just going through my mentions with in regards to my wide receiver list. Somebody added me and said, no Hunter Renfro. Okay, bet. And Hunter, Hunter Renfro's Renf- 25. Yeah, he's literally there. It's just ridiculous. People exactly. That's a big thing yeah. about the, the internet. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It is what it is. Talking about lists, Riv, you recently Ooh. put out some lists for your top shooting point guard and shooting guard prospects. Yeah, let me pull it up. 
This, guy, this guy's right getting all nervous. He's like, oh, man. No, no, I just had to pull it up, make sure I wasn't tweaking it. I remember what I did. Uh-huh, you know what fair I'm enough. Saying? So we're going to start with <laughs> your point guard list. Okay, so name me your point guard list one through eleven. There's eleven people on there. All right, so at number one, I got Dyson Daniels. I think he'll play point guard in uh, the NBA. Oh wow, sorry guys. Thank you. Number two, I got Ty Ty Washington. Uh, number three, I got Scottie Pippen Jr. Number four, Andrew Nemhard. Number five, Colin Gillespie. Number six, Kennedy Chandler. <laughs> number seven, Gene Montero. Number eight, Iverson Molinar. That's his name. Molinar. Molinar. Thank you. Number nine, Hugo Besson. Number ten, J.D. Davison. And number eleven, Bouye. I don't know how to say his name. Okay, so P, you're the P, guy what who you giggling about, buddy. So P, you're, you're the <laughs> you're the college basketball guy on here. You're, you're very you're very knowledgeable about that. So what are your what are your first reactions to Riv's point guard list? What do you have a have disagreements with? Uh, well, first, before we get to my gripes, I do like the fact that he has Dyson Daniels number one. So we're going to give him a, round, a little round of applause for that. Um, I thought that was obvious, though. A yeah. couple things. A couple things. Um, Kennedy Chandler is entirely too low. For a guy who really does nothing wrong on a basketball court, minus uh, his size. stature, but, but mm-hmm. we're seeing guys succeed with, with his size. Um I don't know why he would be six. He doesn't do anything wrong. He reminds me of like a Mike Conley. He's not going to do anything maybe too great, but he's not like a negative ass. He defends pretty well for his size, gets a bunch of steals, can knock down open shots off the catch, off the dribble, can penetrate, collapse defenses, and knows how to make good reads. So I don't know. I don't know why he would be six when I see somebody like Colin Gillespie <laughs> as five above him. <laughs> We're, we're talking about the draft and not comparing college careers, right? Yes. 100%. Okay. So, yeah, well, I don't know. Why would Colin Gillespie have you, more you, draft value than Kennedy Chandler? Are you um are you asking – are you going to ask both of your questions or are you going to stick with this one and I'm going to answer then you ask your next one? What was, what was my second question? You said you had two gripes, so I thought that was uh... – a. No, I didn't I, – I, did I? Maybe I did, but, yeah, I want to stick with that one. I want okay. you to answer that one first. So – let me start by saying this. The first six guys don't have, I don't, there is no problem, I feel like, within their game. But the problem with, like, I, and I had a problem ranking these point guards because, like you said, Ken, Kennedy Chandler does nothing wrong for on his team. You know, he was great in the regular season in Tennessee. He was kind of the engine for that team. He ran the offense He's well. He's better than Jaden Springer. Okay. I'm just saying, I feel like you would have had Jaden Springer like three here. You think so? Yes. <laughs> Why would you think both that? Tennessee because guys? Because last year you were high on Jaden Springer. Why are you lying? We talked about it. I was high on Jaden Springer. You were higher on Jaden Springer than consensus. this is what I need to know. Was anybody high on Keon Johnson? No. Nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. But um, yeah, I just I just look at Nemhard. I'm gonna use Nemhard and Gillespie specifically. I look at those two guys as players that can contribute on the playoff team quicker than Kennedy Chandler. I think Kennedy Chandler has more potential than both of those guys. So, so but. The way I ranked those two guys, I did more of can they fit on the playoff team now? And I think those two guys, they don't have a weak – like they're pretty much going to be backup point guards for most of those careers, but they can come into a playoff team right now and they can contribute. Like Gillespie's a good shooter, solid defender. He can run a backup offense immediately. He has the size. He has the strength. Same thing with Nemhard. I think Chen- uh, Kennedy Chandler, he has more potential than – probably Ty Ty too. He probably has more potential than him too, but I think – Coming into the league, it's going to take him some time to kind of figure it out. And him is really a right fit, right situation for me. That's why I had him so low. I don't think he's 
you know, the I don't think potential. I think he'd probably be a top two, top three point guard in this draft. But I think Gillespie and Andrew Nemhard, as of today, can probably provide more for a playoff team. So how do you? Yeah. So what? So how did you go about your rankings? You're going off who can provide for a playoff team or who you would take early? Probably who I would take. Like for so for Dyson Daniels, I don't uh-huh. think I need to explain that one for but, sure. But I'm gonna just in depth say. So Solid defender has the side. It's probably going to be a lead guard. He's probably the all-star guard of this draft. Same thing for Ty Ty in a bit. He has a smooth game. You know, he can shoot the ball. He has that playmaking. I think he could probably start for, a, a you know, an NBA team in this league. But Scotty, Nemhard, and Gillespie, I looked at their age, and I was like, okay, coming into, coming into an NBA draft, age is a big thing. We all know that. You know when you're younger, your t- your potential is viewed higher. When you're older, your talent is viewed higher. So for them three, yes. I did more talent high, potential low. So I weighed the so talent more. Let me ask you this question. That. Talk to me. If you're the Houston Rockets at 17 and like Drew just mentioned, they don't have a guard that there seems to be uh overly confident. I know they're doing a KPJ experiment. Um I like KPJ. Don Nix is over there. Um, who you taking out of these group of guys? We're projecting that Dyson Daniels is gone, and Ty Ty's gone. So if I if I'm Houston, I don't even know. I'm not even gonna say Ty Ty gone. I don't okay. even know if Ty Ty will be going at 17. Okay. So if I'm, I, I don't think Houston would go guard at 17. But if they do go guard, I would take Chandler. Okay. That's but that's Houston. I mean this this is this is uh, the problem I have with your list is very evident. Wait, <laughs> so that... wait, Pee Wee, Pee Wee. Let me ask you a quick question before. Let me rebuttal it. If Boston had 17, do yeah. they do you think they take Chandler? No, Boston does not take. But at the same I don't think they're taking any of these motherfuckers. Well, if they but if they did though, <laughs> like if they had to pick a guard, I don't if think... they had to pick a guard, then they probably would take Chandler. Just because you're in no you're in no rush. That's you true. have That's uh true. Marcus Smart, you have That is true. That's true. Oregon Payton's got there. Peyton Pritchard. Um I get your point though. Yeah, for the the older experienced guys on a playoff team make a lot more sense. But if if he's gonna come off the bench anyway, unless he's gonna you, you need a starter, might as well take the potential. Especially like Miami, you might as well bring Kennedy Chandler into your culture, and, and since and, you don't and, need him from yeah, day one, and build him up. Uh, yeah, Colin Gillespie, I just don't see I don't see the value in him. Villanova is always a Jay Wright program system that makes guys look super super good. Um, but you either have Jalen Brunson who shows you something other than the system, or you have Ryan Archer and Akinow. Who and Gillespie's like in the earlier. middle. Yeah, Gillespie's, I think, is in the middle of that. I think so. He's sliding more towards Ryan than he is Brunson. I feel like we yes. have more Villanova good players than bad. I, w- I was going to At say the, the wing same thing. position. I was going to say yeah. Josh. Yeah, he's got a point there. He's got a point there. That is a strong point. Listen, for me, you know, my gripe with this list is any world where Kennedy Chandler is just one spot against Gene Montero, I don't want to live in. I think Gene Montero, I have not seen enough from him to say that. He should be anywhere near Kennedy Chandler. J.D. Davidson I'm fine with because I'm not a big fan of well, his. Well, if I could put Gap, I would. But, I... but listen, I'm going to say this. Kennedy Chandler is the second best point guard in this draft. I think he's better than Ty Ty Washington. I think he's better than Nemhard, Scotty, Colin Gillespie. You look at, The only thing wrong about Chandler is his size at six foot. But why can't he be a Ty Lawson type player? Or I don't he, think there's any reason why he can't be that. I mean, that's Ty is Jones, even. Ty is Jones. You, Kennedy Chandler... 14 points, three rebounds, five assists, average two steals per game. He's, I think he's quicker than Ty Ty Washington. And he's done the steal shit forever since I, he's been a, a oh, thief. He, he, he's, Kennedy he's Chandler quicker. to me is a more talented <laughs> Jose Alvarado. 
a far more talented Jose Alvarado. Defensively, I'm gonna give him a, a, a like I said, I, I give him a little bit more than that. Yeah, with the, like a, a it's Mike just Tom, for Mike me, Tom like Tom more like defensively. I'm speaking like oh, okay, okay, okay. Defensively, he okay. can make the impact Jose Alvarado makes, mm-hmm. and offensively, he's more polished. He shot 38 percent from three, which is better than Todd Ty. Dyson, number one, I'm fine with because of the potential factor. But if we're just talking about like production off of they when they were in the G League and college, it's not crazy to have Kennedy one. I think. People have been extremely low on Kennedy Chandler, and he's really good. Kennedy one is crazy. Oh, yeah, Dyson Kennedy is crazy. one is crazy. Off of talent, I know why you would take Dyson, but no, like, Kennedy, Kennedy Kennedy one is crazy. Kennedy's good. <laughs> like, like, Kennedy's good. Yeah, you trying to go viral? <laughs> Pee, where would you have Chandler? Where would I have? I would have Chandler uh, two or three. I think him and Ty Ty is arguable, just about what you like. Um, I'm not the biggest fan on Ty Ty, but I love him once you get lower. People had Ty Ty trying to come to the Knicks. That's a little too high for me right there. Yeah. Um, How about Kennedy Chandler? Huh? How about Kennedy Chandler to the Knicks? No, too high. I just think when at that, when you're that high, why do that when you, you're you going to have Scottie Pippen Jr. and Drew Nimhard in the back half? You're going to have Hugo Best. And I wouldn't waste my, t- my top 10. Like, that's where you can get. Knicks have 11, um, right? Yes. Who? Knicks, no, Knicks. I'm thinking Knicks. Yep, they have yeah, 11. we have 11. But yeah, you can use it. I can use a, a second round pick. I could trade back, do something to get those guys in the late. I'm not using my, my 11 is for the you yeah. Just you know what I mean? for <laughs> the, the, the maybe Johnny Davis, uh, maybe Dyson, maybe uh, Benedict Matthew. It's for that shooting guard list or yeah. Jeremy Sohan. Really, I like feel that. like you guys need a point guard. I understand not reaching on a point guard by Listen, any means, especially honest, for the Knicks. Dyson, this really ain't the draft. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. this this point guard draft is very weak. Um, like you mentioned, like Andrew Nemhard, I think is a solid player, like nothing special. Scottie Pippen, haven't watched too much of him, but like you mentioned earlier, he's, he's more of a scorer. Scorer. Um, Ty Ty Washington, he feels a lot like Brandon Knight to me. Like in a situ- in a good situation, he can he can score. But I don't know I like what's I don't know what's I the ceiling like, for like, him. For a team like Dyson Daniels feels like Josh Giddy, but not as polished. I feel like for a team like the Bucks, Nemhard would be like perfect for a team like the Bucks. Stop playing George Hill; he's garbage. A, 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 a point guard that can come in, operate the pick and roll. He can space the floor. Like teams like that pro- or something. Can he space the floor? I think he can. Okay, I think he can. You got a bank on if you're the Bucks. You got to bank on somebody who can be effective Nemhard. with it with the ball, and then when they don't have the ball, and Giannis has. Yeah, yeah. It's just Nemhard is given too much. Mediocre production to. I don't think he needs. Well, take he, him in the he first went round. To, he went to Zaga. Zaga ain't really like when you play for Zaga, you ain't going unless you drew Timmy. You ain't really giving out historical the, the numbers. Night and I don't even know how he did it. He played for. Yeah, him. you're right. You're right. But uh, also, I think Gene Montero to me reminds me a lot of like Nico Manny. Bro, I wish if I could put a gap in the list, I really would have put a gap. Yeah, like I, I think the, after I the top take six, Batson over uh, Gene. Yeah, like I think it. Gene, I feel like messed himself up by going to the overtime yeah, league. He did. I feel right, like right. it wasn't it wasn't a right decision for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think JD Davidson. I'm not high on very He's just athletic, athletic, but he should have went more. back. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I feel like I agree. you know seven to eleven was just like uh, hey, you got to put them in there. Some names yeah. there they Same are. Shit. You know they they high, but they they yeah. you know what I'm like saying? you mentioned the the point guards in this draft. It's really there's not a lot of talent. It's devoid of talent. But let's go on to the shooting guards because this is where it, it, it feels like shooting guards from all the way to 
the last guy, they can all be impactful NBA players. So, Riv, name Ari your... Ari Bouye got game, too, by the way. Yeah. So, Riv, name your top shooting guards. Okay, sir. Uh, so, number one for me, I think Jaden Ivey, obviously. Number two, Shaden Sharp. Number three, Johnny Davis. Number four, Oche Ogbaje. Number five, Benedict Matherin. Number six, Bryce McGowans. Number seven, Dalen Terry. Number eight, Smith. Number nine, Christian Braun. Number 10, Jaden Harvey. I mean, Hardy. Number 11, Malachi Branham. Number 12, Margin. I don't know how to say his name. So if somebody can help me. You champ? Yep, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13, Max Christie. And number you should have 14, let him try, though. That would have been fun. <laughs> and number 14, Trevor Kills. So I think the I, – honestly, I wanted to put Beecham or – I wanted to make him a three because he gives me a 3-4 vibe, if that makes sense. Like, he's more like a wing to me. Yeah, whatever, whatever, his, whatever his name is. But, uh, yeah, those are the two guys. champ. There it is. Right, you champ. All right, first, because I, I did not comment that much on this the point is, This is list. the most sad so, two-guard list I've seen. I, like, I think Max Christie at 13, he can easily be in the top 10 – over who? Um, that didn't say something. Braun. <laughs> yeah, probably Braun. Yeah. Hey, this one is worse than a point guard list. I'm not going to lie. Dude, Matherin, but Drew go. Matherin being at five surprised me, especially after the conversations that we've had. I feel like Matherin could be a top top eight, top nine pick in, in, in this draft. Johnny Davis, Agbaji, I understand. Agbaji reminds me, not not, not his play, but... Um, uh, Kalan Azabuki? No, no, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Chris Duarte about being that experienced college ball player that's going to come in and be effective for an NBA team. So I don't know if that played a lot of factor into your decision, but I feel like Matherin's upside is a little bit higher than both Davis and Agbaji. I don't know about Davis, but I agree with uh, it's, his, his upside. is. Higher. I think Matherin's over Abaji in here. I think he is. If we're projecting, yep. too, and he's then, over him. And another thing, too, you said... Like obviously, you have Ivy number one. I feel like we've had conversations where you thought that Sharp should go ahead of Ivy. Just because I don't, just because I or the difference is, just because I would pick one guy over another doesn't mean I think he's better. I just I have, I'm thinking of what the team would do. Like for oh. so like it's like like. Oche Agbaji, I would take if I'm a like regular team, I would take over Benedict. So your team, so your lists are, are like high if I was so if you're the Spurs, you're taking Abaji over Matherin. No. No. If I'm the Hawks, yes. I understand that logic. Yeah, Benedict Matherin ain't going to be there for the Hawks. <laughs> well, if they, if they had that pick, I would take Abaji. I understand. I would. But listen, uh, P said he had a lot of gripes with this shooting guard list. He said it's worse than the point guards one. P gave before, me before, before, <laughs> he, before he goes, I will say this. Talk to me. I think Shaden Sharp is too high. He's really? not in my top five. He's not in your top five? Mm-mm. I don't so trust because, it. So because he didn't play. Yes, I don't trust it. He's not in my he's not in your top with, with this talent with this stack with this stack shooting guard class. It's hard for me to put him in the top five. Wait, is he not in your top five because of talent? Because you don't trust him. I don't trust him. So it's not because of talent. It's talent, and that I haven't. I feel like he doesn't have. He has average handle. He doesn't get to the basket. He settles on a lot uh, of shots, and that was at the high school level. Because uh, of that, I just i I haven't seen him in college. It's a big question mark. I think that the, I. I like Ivy, Davis, Abaji, Matherin. Why do I like, like these Matherin guys over, over Sharp. Because I think Matherin, there's a ceiling that I, there's a type of player that I feel like his floor is. That's like an Iman Shumpert. I feel like at at the very worst, Matherin's Iman Shumpert. Sharp would be better than Iman Shumpert on his middle day. I don't know. Maybe Sharp is like a Shabazz Muhammad. Ew. What the hell? <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, look, and also the other thing that's wrong with this list is that Johnny Davis isn't is number one. Johnny Davis is number one to me. He's the best two guard in this class to me. Johnny Davis. <laughs> are you just saying that because the Knicks are going to no, get No, I'm saying that because I think he's the most skilled and polished scorer. He reminds me a lot of Dev Booker, and I think defensively he's a very good defender already. Jaden Ivey, to me, like, he's a good offensive player. I don't know much about his playmaking, and defensively, he, he although he has the athletic profile to be a good defender, I don't think he's a very good defender. Because of that, Johnny Davis, which he's going to be there at 11 for the Knicks, I believe, future New York Nick. I think he's the best two guard in this class. Uh, uh, go ahead, Pee Wee, because you you trolling me. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad at him for saying that. I could I could see the argument. I think you do have to take a chance on Jaden Ivey though, just because of the upside. That's what teams value the the potential. But I, I'm not mad at him with the Johnny. I'm a big Johnny Davis guy. Um, first couple of things that I I see wrong. Abaji is nowhere is never going to be above Benedict Mathurin. Benedict Benedict Mathurin is never going to even be a Iman Shumpert. Um, at work, like he reminds me of like early Gary Harris at worst, mm-hmm. like with the Nuggets, uh, defend, catch and shoot, maybe dunk on somebody here and Amon there. Shumper wasn't so bad. like you view yes. Benedict Matherin kind of like Moses Moody last year, uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit higher, just because really? he, is, he is a sophomore, he is athletic, and I think he can shoot the ball a lot better off the catch, uh, and it's the potential to do stuff with the ball, so. Um, I, I see him in, in some shades of like Oladipo, uh, like I said, young Gary Harris. Um, Iman Shumper wasn't a bad player, Drew, but as a Nick mm-hmm. fan, I, I know he wasn't the most ideal catch and shoot. He was For big sure. point guard, athletic, defensive. Um, Bryce McGowan's I love. I'm glad you got him high. Uh, Jaden Hardy is extremely criminally low. Jaden Hardy at 10 is absurd. I, I Dale and Terry, are we serious? Did you watch Dale and Terry? Huh? Did you watch Dale and Terry? Yeah, because I, I watched Benedict Mather and they were teammates. So did you watch Jaden Hardy? Yes, I did. So, I don't think you watched Jaden Hardy. J- uh, Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy started <laughs> off slow, but he got going. And he, once he got adjusted to the, the G League, he was he was a threat from three levels, played the pick and roll, playmaking was there. He also played with a team that I don't think will be anywhere near similar to the NBA uh, talent and spacing. So you open up the floor for him. You put talent around him. His assist numbers can definitely, and without a doubt, will jump up if he plays the same type of role. And the guy can play multiple roles because he can catch and shoot. So if you put him on a team like the Hawks, he could coexist with with, with a Trey Young. If you put him on a team that doesn't have um, a guy that's handling the ball, I believe you can uh, develop him into having a ball in his hand. Jaden Hardy... I think uh, is is going to be a gem for somebody to catch. He reminds me of somebody like Jordan Poole. In all seriousness, he's going to drop because he went the G League route, and somebody really, really good might get him. Ooh. And we'll look back three years from now, like, damn, we really let Jaden Hardy fall to the Grizzlies. How did that happen? Uh, that, that's that's the, the feel right? I get. From so him. you think Jaden Hardy is a top five shooting guard in this class? I think he can be, without a doubt. Potential wise, talent wise, yeah. without a hundred percent for sure. I would have I would say I love Bryce McGowan's, but I'm taking Jaden Hardy and his his uh his ability above that and o- Ochai Abaje. Ochai Abaje is a guy that I think would go well with like Cleveland um in a Desmond Bain type of role. Experienced mm-hmm. guy could come in day one, may not be as good as Desmond Bain, but he can play without the basketball. He can defend, he has some size. And again, he's a grown man, he's 22 years old. He's gonna be ready to play from day one. I think that's the type of player the Cavs need. Um Next to Darius Garland because sure. uh, Isaac Okoro, the offense not Can't there. Shoot. 
cares Levert, wants yep. to do too much with the basketball. This guy is going to come in, say, I don't need the ball, run me off some screens, I'll knock down some shots, and I'll defend. Low maintenance, but I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. Um, and Braun, what, what is the value with Braun? What, what I, I, I got to know. I, I, he's above Hardy. He's above Malachi Bran, Branham. Like what is he's above Max Christie, who I got special heart. Max Christie works out with my little brother in the summer. Oh, so real? we can see Max Christie. Shout out to bro. Max Christie and his little brother who's going to Michigan State too. Tough. And Marjan. Trevor Keels, I'm not a fan of, but like, why is Braun ninth? Three and D player, six, seven, six, eight, good size, can defend, has athletic ability. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't for me when I watch guys. Forget what they're doing. I want to know what can translate at the NBA level. Three, so what is Ron doing? His size, his size, his can translate. His three ball. I don't see. I don't all the athleticism shit. I don't see it in maxing out in the NBA. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not, and I don't think he's a first round pick. Well, this two guard list. Uh, it's so many dudes that I like. It's it's so many dudes that could be in it. But I'm not. I'm not gonna put it like with like with a guy like. Hardy, I get his potential is through the roof. I agree with you. He has probably top three potential as a guard, maybe top three, top four in this draft. But I'm not going to put him through the roof over some guys who can produce from day one. I just, it's just like I said, it's, it's really hard for me to do that. Projects, Why? Are, they're tough, if, too. Go ahead. Because I'm not I, I'm not guarantee. I, I can't guarantee that Braun is producing from day one. I think I can. Yeah. I I, I want to I can bet you some money on that shit. I wouldn't bet money on that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he can. He can produce from day one. He can come in and he can help a playoff team. That a sounds like Ochai. That sounds his teammate Ochai Abaje. Oh, Ochai Abaje easily without a doubt. That's why he's over Benedict Mathis. He can come in and easily be an impact player from day one. Yeah, I I, I don't see LeBron, especially when we start talking about. Like some of these guys got to go to certain type of teams. Braun is a guy that has to go to a certain type of team. Uh, Max Christie needs to go to a certain. I don't feel that way with, with with Branham. Malachi Branham had an incredible year as a freshman at Ohio State. This is a guy who can three level score, play without the basketball, six five, very Chris Middleton ish, cares Lavertish. Like dude can really hoop. I wouldn't be if like if if all of the guys the Knicks like are off the board, I wouldn't I would flirt with Malachi at 11. If we really? don't if we can't get Benedict, if we can't get uh Johnny Davis, I would I would look at I would look at Malachi. He is that good to me. So what would be your top 5 amongst these uh shooting guards? Jaden Ivy. Um no order right now. Jaden Ivy, Sharp, Davis, Benedict and then uh Hardy. I do like uh, wow. Cravion Smith, but uh, Hardy for sure. Par- Hardy, yeah. then Branham, and then probably McGowan to Cravion, uh, Bochamp. I feel like Daylon Terry is going to be the guy that will go extremely late, but that will be what Riv is talking about, can go to a playoff team and, and be a glue guy. Um, but the rest of these guys, you got to take a chance with the upside. I'm sorry. Jayden I'm Ivy sorry. One. I understand that. You are, you are, you are, you more of an upside guy to take a chance Swing for home the run. Correct. Hit for the whole. Depending run. on what team, yeah. I mean, depending on what team, I'm also trying to think realistically based on what the NBA like shows. If, like do. if if, if Jaden Hardy goes to like Miami, I believe you, one thousand percent. He's gonna be that guy. Like if he goes to Miami under there, I respect. Yep, he can go there. But if he gets picked to like the Kings, it's like, yeah, oh, the Kings ain't taking. But him I, I think for sure, like this shooting guard class, there's seven even more starters in this class. Jaden Ivey starter has star potential. 
he's like John Morant minus like the playmaking and not as athletic. Shaden Sharp. Not John Morant then. Yeah. <laughs> Shaden Sharp is super hard for me to evaluate. Johnny I Davis. I like Sharp a lot. Johnny Davis, Bookerish, Abaji. I think Desmond Bain was a good comp. Benedict Matherin, 3 and D, has some upside handling the ball. Um, there's a lot of good players. Oh, I got to ask you. How mm-hmm. much do you like Johnny Davis if he's not Devin Booker? We also have to think about that. If he's not Devin Booker, then who is he? Right. Johnny Davis. If he's, who? Johnny oh, Davis. Johnny. That means, I mean, I mean, he might not be Booker. He might be better. All right. It took, it took Booker a while to be great defensively, right? Come on, bro. <laughs> it did. I mean, it did. But that that goes to team culture. You think his I, still got, I don't translate? really value Zach Davis? Levine, Devin Booker, and those yeah. guys. I don't value them defensively uh, when they play for twenty two win teams. Put yourself in in, a, in that shoe. Are you really busting your ass absolutely defensively not. night in night out when not. your team is winning their seventeenth game? No. Yeah, no. I I just I don't know. For me, I just love Johnny Davis. I think he's the most skilled player amongst all the two guards. I'm backing away from the Devin Booker comp. I'm I'm seeing more Jimmy Butler. That's an even got, better comp, though. You got to look past. He looks like Devin, light skin, <laughs> hair, just like Devin Booker. He plays like Devin does. too, though. On offense, he plays more like Jimmy to me because Devin Booker shoots the three. Johnny Davis ain't the best three point shooter, and that could be because of the value at at Wisconsin. But his his strong suit is the mid range. He posts his guys up. Devin Booker does that too. I think Devin Booker is is flawlessly a, a crazy score. I just don't it. it 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 scares me to ho- to project Johnny Davis to try to score the ball like Devin Booker. That's well, all. That's I, I, I feel like for failure. Also, do you not? I feel like Johnny Davis's rookie can average like fifteen, sixteen a game. Um, yeah, he could. He could also average thirteen. He can also average eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> he can also average twenty one. Yeah, Devin Booker though didn't even average eighteen as a rookie, so that wouldn't make him. You know, he'd just be in a better situation to score from day Devin one. Didn't, He's Devin be, didn't start. Day one, exactly, yep. exactly. You, Booker averaged fourteen. As he didn't start in college, so I didn't. I don't expect. Yeah, but yeah, just when watching Davis, you're right. He does look similar to D Book, like just uh, characteristics, not just play physical style. appearance. Yeah, physical appearance. So maybe that's part of it. But I don't know. When I saw Johnny Davis, I just really was like, "Wow, this is." I feel like I'm watching D Book. I said the same thing, and I said it way before we got to the draft that. The, the Devin Booker, Johnny Davis comps when we get to the draft time is going to be just people not going to be able to help themselves because the game is similar. They do look alike, but the Devin Booker is like one of those. Yeah. So yeah, you are setting been, him up to fail. They've been doing that a lot with Jaden Ivey with John Morant when they see exactly. him do the highlight plays. And they're like, nah, this dude. Yeah. He do sometimes he do look a little, but it's, he not him. You know. He's, I, I was on the phone my dad and I was telling him like I'll see some shit and they'd be like, man, this guy is blah 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 except. Without the first step, yeah, like, without the three point shot, without the plate, then it's like when you name that many things, <laughs> that ain't him. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be you can't be uh, Steph Curry without a jump shot. Like that just don't exist. That that's that's not Steph Curry then. But yeah, I think Jay Ivey is a two. John Moran is a pure one. Play makes a lot with more ease. But there are some similarities. But I I wouldn't get my hopes up with that. If y'all were the Kings at four, you taking Sharp or Ivy? That's I said Sharp. Ivy. Keegan I'm going, Murray. I'm going Ivy. I ain't taking no game. Keegan, Keegan Murray, Murray, wow. I think those are the type of players the Kings should be targeting. The Keegan Murrays. I wanted them to get Franz Wagner last year. They couldn't because they got taken before. But they need to get skilled guys. F- fuck the sexiness. <laughs> they don't work well with upside. They need to they go They need to go proven. Yeah. They need to go proven. That's sure. not their strength. 
Yeah. Ben McLemore, Jimmer Fredette, Nick Stauskas, Thomas Robinson. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, man. That's unfortunate. Willie Cauley Stein. They're not good no, with upside, man. Correct. They <laughs> correct. Hit, they hit no, Demarcus Willie and Fox. Willie Stein was an insane pick. Yeah, it was. So that's going to do it for episode 183 of the Pick Aside podcast. Want to thank Pierre for being on the show once again. Thanks for stopping by. We truly appreciate it. Pierre, anything you want to say before you go, man? Yeah, I do. I want to say congrats to y'all at 20K. Wow, man. Appreciate Thanks, bro. That. We appreciate, appreciate that. I saw y'all popping a bottle and you dig. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just keep killing it, man. I think y'all are dope. Like I told y'all earlier, y'all have crept into my top podcast that I watch. I watch the clips. Because I, I watch this stuff when I'm laying down to go to bed. <laughs> Our podcast, I'm going to go to sleep. But Listen, I bro, love the you clip. can say you've been a part of it, though. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to watch it. You've been a part of it. No, for sure. Thanks, but I just man. like to hear the shit y'all be saying. I thought I was only going to watch for the NFL. But then some of the basketball shit pops up, like um, on Instagram, like the Would You Rather. And I'd be like, oh, I got to watch that episode. And so <laughs> I'll be watching. That, bro. Thank you very um, much. That's why I asked the Kawhi Tatum, because I saw that a few times. But yeah, yeah y'all killing it. I love what y'all do with y'all fans. A shout out uh, for the, what is that? The Discord, Patreon. Patreon yeah. yeah. Uh, keep grinding, man. I think y'all big time. I think before y'all know it, 2023, y'all should probably be around 50, 60,000. Let's hope, man. Yeah, nice we appreciate Gotta it. keep that grind. But thank you, Yeah, bro. man. This It means a lot because uh, just a couple years ago, I was watching Through the Wire all the time, man. Like, just all the time. Like, y'all have been such a huge inspiration to this podcast and just, like, on the, our, like, content creator journey so it's kind of surreal that you know even having you on the podcast you got a blueprint for us for, for sure for no sure. i appreciate it. i think y'all can take it to the same level we take it man it's 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 more than enough room one thing people will not be able to say about me is that i i'll ever try to gatekeep shit i'm a fan at the end of the day that's why we all in the position that we didn't even do this shit because we fans of the game um so i love to see um you know the, the next group of people or not even next y'all are our peers I just love to see dope shit, even if it's the same thing as what I'm doing. And I for real do watch y'all shit. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people get, man, I watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I'll be like, yo, what the hell? It'd be funny when y'all get on each other too. That's what I like about it. We got to keep it That's accountable. Try to do. Yeah, man. It's it's TV is too dressed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, wear a, wear a Steph Curry jersey. Wear a Yankee shirt. Nobody want to see suits and ties and guys yeah. trying to overanalyze shit that don't i really wish that i had like a million dollars i would go find some some people and i would start like a casual podcast whoever comes up with that concept the casuals just call it the casuals and they can just have casual basketball conversations where it ain't too deep they don't know what college certain guys went to they're not talking about boxing one deep it's just casual conversation that's gonna be the next thing that, that blow away because there is that's just too relatable for people to not enjoy. Listen, Pee Wee, I would stop talking honestly because I think you're giving people too good ideas. I think you need to take this one. And I think you need to run with it. To be honest with you, watch uh, three months. We're gonna see the Casuals podcast, Facts. Facts. the Ringer or something. You're gonna have to but hit yeah, them. No, for I'm your a cut. fan, man. That's all I wanted to Thank say. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Buy merch at PickAsidePodcast.com. Thank that you was for the watching. other question I had, not to cut you off. I was oh, seeing yeah. the hoodie. I'm like, damn, how I get a hoodie? I think I went to the Twitter. There were no link in the bio. Pickaside.com. Oh, yeah. Pickasidepodcast.com. I'll pin it on Twitter. I got to do a better job at uh, doing the merch. We got different colors. We got black, red, uh, like orange, lightest green. pink, nah, green, the, the orange, tough purple. One, the tough one, if I'm being completely honest, the okay. tan and the pink. Tan Those and are the pink. two that go tan crazy. And the pink. Okay. The, tan and the pink. 
My humble I saw, opinion. I saw you. I saw Joe wearing a black one. That's how I saw. The black it. one's hard. The gray one's pretty tough too. Yeah. I mean, they're all tough. All right, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, this is Al Galdi from the Al Galdi Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show that you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they work together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand its team podcast network and business operations. Now, Blue Wire is raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand its sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash blue wire. That's wefunder.com slash blue wire.